Welcome back to the Return the Picks podcast. Delighted to say that we had joining myself, Ollie Wilson, Jazz Gillum and Dave Blunt. Kenny Bello from UK Dukes joining us. Kenny was out in Los Angeles with the TalkSport team uh, for the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl. And he's got some really interesting views around the NFL. It was a great discussion with him. We we spoke as a, as a trio initially about the draft and everything that went on and how we thought our teams had done. And then Kenny joined us and it turned into another hour and a half at least of chat. So sit back. I'm sorry, it's a long one, but Kenny's a, a good talker. And it was, yeah, there were some really interesting points brought up about how the combine and the draft are just kind of viewed as as the modern day meat market, if you will. Uh, it was a very silly and very serious discussion, to say the least. So thanks, Kenny, for all the time. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Over the middle, picked off! Season fired, intercepted! Blitz coming. Pass is picked off! He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore, down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. Like the draft is just NFL X Factor, right? To a point, it's just and not so quite. And so then it's, and everybody wants to have the sellable narrative, whether you're in the NFL or whether you're in the draft or whatever. Like, well, build your brand. It's good for storylines yeah. on TV, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, everybody wants uh, as well. Like the the whole Jordan thirty for thirty success and the thirty for thirty documentary successes in general have made people realize that if they can have a narrative or if they can tell and sell a narrative to somebody there's even more money to be had potentially and even more brand recognition to have and so everybody is just looking for their own individual chip or documentary to be made and no then that i mean these there's already one being done about like kobe's last season which is fair enough kobe was an icon and his whole goddamn career yeah but like there's 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 people that deserve kind of a documentary or a series or something like that. But then I know like LeBron is already in the process of organizing one. And it's like, surely you wait until after the career to have the documentary. You don't, while you're in your career, start planning the documentary, you know, then it becomes a bit more egotistical. Yeah. Unless I don't see what the parallel is to these young players. having Yeah. A chip on their the only, and only thing you don't think Ollie's trying to say is they're trying to create a narrative before they start. But the trouble you have with that right, argument okay is that if anything, if you're trying to think about the long term, if you then became a superstar, yeah. having that narrative from the very start gives that story a springboard to carry on from. So I understand from that point of view, they want to try and create this adversity and this need to fight everyone else off. And again, create the media narrative that will work for them in the long term. But I agree, it's very short-sighted and fundamentally, much like Ryan Leaf said, don't just get to the league, get to your next contract. Mm. So if they're mm. too busy thinking about, oh, well, I might make a team, well, don't think about that. Get on the team, make the team, and then get your next contract and then start talking about, oh, you had to fight all this adversity to get to where you were. Because then you've got actual credence behind what you're saying as yeah. opposed to having it being... I, I well, wonder if it works. I wonder if it works the other way a bit as well, though, because the way that I've heard on podcasts and stuff like scalp nicks and GMs and stuff, that is there something to be said for people saying i've got a chip on my shoulder i've got this attitude i've got this thing because that's the kind of thing that maybe will get them noticed and that might get them on a team yeah or do you just think it comes across as petulant 
a little bit petulant to me. Or, of okay. course, you know, the GMs and the scouts might sit in the room and say, oh, she mum's a prostitute. So how do you feel about that? <laughs> Remember that, God, from a few, that from yeah, a few that years a few ago. Years ago. Yeah, we're gonna, we should bring that up every year. That is, of course, that's absolutely thing. because that oh sort of stuff God. is horrific, wrong, and it doesn't matter what anyone's parents do as long as they are able to provide for their children. The only, of course, don't break the law. It was literally like organized it was, crime. It was but. literally like they were doing like a special forces interview, and they were yeah. trying to like rattle them. But, but that's yeah. but that's what so I bad. but that's what I think they were maybe doing is that like you know if that information is available. Somebody else in the league will find that out. That'll get around, and you'll have people saying that sort of stuff to you on a field, or you know, at those practice sessions they do where they go to another team's camp and they have like a mini scrimmage and all this kind of stuff. And maybe, look, it's a wild question, and I don't think it really is relevant. But maybe that the thought process behind it is let's see how he reacts to that because if he's somebody that's going to like blow his top and go over the top or become flustered when you ask him about that or talk to him about that, maybe he's going to have the same attitude when somebody on the opposite side of the field is going your mum's a whore blah 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 yeah i mean you're really doing a, a lot of mental gymnastics to get to that point where it's acceptable <laughs> I mean, to do that in any professional environment oh it's uh, no i'm not saying it's acceptable i just think that might have been the thought process of they're like well this is something that somebody will bring up to him let's hey, see look, how he deshaun, deshaun watson you know he probably went through 40 different masseuses you know it happens it happens jazz i mean you i'm know, thinking like, like you, you want a different set of hands each time. So, you know, it's a, it's a thing. I think it's... we've realised from Deshaun Watson's press conference that <laughs> people are going to bring that up to him on the field, and he's going to be like stone cold killer, just non batting oh, an yeah, eyelid at, at all. Like he or is he'll just take gonna, it personally. Yeah, he is just going to look. Yeah, that he's down. a sociopath. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, but that's going to probably mean that he wins a Super Bowl. None of the so. views on the podcast, by the way, Express represent Verge Magazine or <laughs> Alternative Sports. Yeah, get that one out there. <laughs> yeah, didn't even know we were recording to be honest, but yeah. I, I have one of those things to say off air. I would not say it on this. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, don't, no, I don't trust Ollie to cut it out. Having said other things in the past, thinking, "Oh, Ollie will probably edit that one out." Do you have to tell out. me if you want to edit it out? That's the thing. But even if I do, you still don't. You've never told me. You haven't told me. Oh, I've told you, you plenty. You haven't of asked time. me to get. Who's going to edit the editors, Jazz? <laughs> Who's going to edit the God? editors? What did you say? I said God. Y- yes. Or does, he judge, or does he judge the editors? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe does Jesus go- do stuff as well? Maybe he just goes to their gigs. Maybe. Shame that they never really had another album after their first one did they that was any good i think the first one was really good and after that it was just a bit crap that's that horrible second album i don't even really remember them that i guess much. like god was like jesus's editor you know just like pulling all the strings and producing yeah, more, that shit. More, like, more like the director wasn't he actually than an editor yeah he wasn't wasn't going back and snipping it out later. He was just making it happen as it was. Well, technically... He had final cut though, didn't he? He was like, "You're done." Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, and, yeah. he, and he, you know, Jesus, that... like, well, can we come back for a second season? And he was like, "No, nah, I'll, I'll, like, I'll give you a trial." A... And it was like, "No, no, this isn't working." This is a mini series, motherfucker. Yeah. This like, is like Joey, the Friends thing. You're gonna have a little bit of time, but then we're canceling you because it's just not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Christianity right. is the spin-off of Judaism. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Frasier to Cheers or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly like both, that. Both successful, both funny in their own way. I mean, Frasier was know, kind of better, I cheers. think. Cheers. Yeah, that's true. Frasier's more... And wasn't Becker a, a spin-off yeah. of Cheers as well? 
No. Was it not? No, Becker was just the, I... the same actor. Oh, okay. I just thought Ted Danson was called Sam Becker in Cheers. That's all. I have no idea, to be honest. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not. It might have been. Dave, Dave you got an idea of what? Well, that's that's right, of course, doesn't it? What do you think of Kenny Pickett then, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, having had time to reflect on it, uh, the first day, so when I woke up on Friday morning and had a look, I was like, oh, there's no QBs drafting. So, most of I like this. I like this. Jazz taking me through it, initial reactions. Yeah. Okay. All and right, then, then we'll I'm process into... it as we go. I'm here for this. Okay. So, I, I thought, okay, well, Malik Willis hasn't been drafted yet, so Malik Willis is going to be Malik Willis. Oh, it's Kenny Pickett. Okay, well he's from he played at Pitt for five years. He just changes from going from the right door to the left door, which I think is really cool. And of course, the last time that the Steelers passed up on a Pittsburgh quarterback, it was Dan Marino. So I thought, okay, brilliant, that's great. And then the argument with the small hands, I don't buy into at all because the last quarterback that was drafted highly, who was told, oh, you've got small hands was a certain Mr. Joe Burrow who just happened to take the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the small hands thing is much of a muchness, to be honest. However, when you then proceed to watch the second and third rounds and then watch into the fourth, sixth, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh, good, I can count, mm-hmm. you see not many QBs be taken and not very many highly. And seeing Malik Willis drop to the third round, you think, okay, well, actually, we have other needs rather than just quarterback. Should we have maybe picked someone else at 20? And then gone and for our second pick, and then got someone like Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. Then, then the argument becomes: Is Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis the better option? From what I've read from all the scout reports, everyone thinks Malik Willis has got a higher ceiling, but he's not ready to go yet, and we need someone really to try and challenge in the QB room. And Kenny Pickett again knows the crowd, knows the stadium, knows the change of the locker rooms, and has interacted with the Steelers organization and coaches and GMs over his five years, because he would have done, because you're not going to walk in the same building and just ignore everyone at all. But it comes back to the fact that we could have got him in the second and possibly even in the third round. So then you think about whether we missed out on other players, but I'm not unhappy with the draft pool. And I knew that we're going to pick a QB in the first round pick from my point of view, because you didn't want to wait and see who else was picked. What you do want to do, yeah. is take your first round pick and think, okay, we'll take a tackle. And they get to the second round and find out that, that Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis are gone, for example. And you're left with the best of the rest. At least at this point, you picked the play that you really wanted. So the Steelers organization must have believed enough in Pickett to get him. So I, I stand by that because Kevin Colbert doesn't tend to make very bad decisions a lot of the time. And with Tomlin there and the way that he plays the game is similar to how Mitch Trubisky plays the game. So if you have a quarterback battle between Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, the offense will be tailored in a similar way as opposed to having, say, a Lamar Jackson and a Joe Flacco where you have yeah, to have two yeah. completely separate offenses. So I like it, um, and I hope he does well, and fundamentally we'll only kind of with time find out if that's the case. The only thing that is slightly more worrying about it is that he's only a year younger than Sam Darnold, and of course Sam Darnold's been in the league for four years. So that just shows that his level of talent didn't really flourish or progress at the same rate but maybe he was just a late bloomer had a good year last year so it feels it feels like as as you kind of alluded to that it feels like a reach of a pick like you knew you had to fill what is the most important position in the the team and rather than perhaps biding time and and hoping decent players would fall and you never know what's going to happen and who's going to pick what and the first round ended up being quite a wild first round with a number of trades and changes that were taking place that evening that you just went and got 
look, let's just get this out of the way. We have the full plethora of QBs that we can select. We can get A, a local guy, played at Pitt. Yeah, maybe he's got small hands, but I think it was he and Matt Coral are the two that came up as the best quarterback kind of fundamentals, I think, in the draft. And mm -hmm. Coral's had this whole kind of whether he's mentally ready and personal problems in his past that is perhaps why he fell as far as he did down to uh, down to the Panthers. But um, yeah, it, it's not unsmart. It's just reachy, but it's filling a need that you knew you had to fill. So let's do it, it at the most opportune moment pick. when we've got everybody ready for us. Yeah, I was still a 20th pick. So you didn't have to trade up. That was where you were. Yeah. You used the... It's the most important position in football. I mean, I don't think... I mean, it's a reach only because the other quarterbacks fell so late. But they were projected, you know, Ridder, who, you know, the Falcons ended up picking up in the middle of the third round. And then well, he went Willis went ahead of in the Willis third and as well. Coral. It's like, I, I mean, yeah. I heard hardly anybody really talking about Ridder that much. I mean, Atlanta R must Ridder have... Would, yeah, I think, I mean, everything that I heard was, I mean, I think that Pickett was the definitely the number one and then people were like well willis is so exciting mm. he's like a lamar jackson like his ceiling could be so high he's such an athlete that you know i expected that somebody would take him i'm i feel like the falcons might regret not taking him um because i saw some highlights he really does look pretty fire but uh, i don't know let's I mean, not talk Ridders, about like, like highlights because highlights are highlights because they're the <laughs> highlights and I mean. also college defenses they either can't cover or can't tackle. It's one of the two. That's the reason Unless why... you're playing LSU. Yeah. Or you're the playing only decent Georgia. secondary consistent. Or Georgia. Yeah. 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 Georgia's great up front, as are Alabama. LSU's yeah. the secondary shutdowns. It's basically anybody who's not in the SEC. Also, yeah. I mean, that's one of the big things, not to crap on the draft like I always do, but I love how they pick highlights to like the scout to fit the scout's narrative. So <laughs> yeah, like a guy so will true. get drafted. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like, okay, Cameron <laughs> Thomas out of San Diego state DN. Well, this guy is quick off the ball. You can see here on these two clips that we've handpicked from his three years of college football, that he's got quick reactions. It could be slow all of the other times, but no, let's, let's use these bits. of yeah, You've got to have a hype pre though, don't you? You can't just have him. Sure. Oh, we got, oh, we got pancakes. Oh, I got pancakes again. And again, and again, who is it? Oh, I remember, no this, is, this is why, like, so Dan Dan Hans has caused this hope season, and yeah. I really, I think that's so accurate though because I do get so excited about every Falcons pick. I think they're going to be suddenly be a Hall of Fame player, like Kenny well, Pickett. London might be. Kenny Pickett is really like, is really exciting pick, even though he's not like, like he wouldn't have gone. He might not have even gone like top three in quarterbacks in another year. Oh no. Um, None of these, but, but you know, you look at his, he scored 42 touchdowns last year in 13 games. I know it's yeah. college, but like that is like Joe Burrow kind of numbers. So I don't know. I'm really excited for you. And it's just, doesn't it feel like a, a sexy narrative to get behind that he went to, to, pick? oh, completely. Yeah. Like Again, the, the fans are going to love him already that already yeah. watched college football. Like, I don't know. It just feels it feels good. I'm excited. And if you have fans of the Pitt Panthers that don't like the Steelers, well, now you have a reason to bring them on board even further to propagate that fan base. Yeah. Again, this is all very much a moot point if he does nothing but stink up the joint. But it's going to have to be given time. And I think that, again, really, 
Colbert's found the potential success of the Big Ben, and you have to give them time to mature and develop. You're not going yeah. to have them go in day one and do amazing. Granted, we've got weapons from to throw to and getting George Pickens in the uh, the second round, who's lightning fast. I'm a big yeah, fan of that. Yeah, he's exciting, yeah. Yeah, and our defense is still stacked to the brim. It's just the offensive line. That's the only reason why I'd argue about whether or not at 20 taking a tackle might have been better. Yeah. Mm, However, yeah. again, the best tackles are mostly off the board. But also so, tackles are such a gamble. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, well, the, know, every, you, every player. But every, play on, the other thing is, Jazz, though, is everybody was moving that night early on. Yeah. So you could have moved to go and get a, one of those really good offensive tackles in theory. I mean, if... if yeah, but then Steelers mm. don't tend to do much trading like that unless there's someone they... Have fallen in love with and have to get. No, no, I for mean, sure. The, the way that Colbert tends to draft is, well, let's just let it come to us. Let's see what happens. And quite often, more often than not, we pick the best player available yeah. for our needs, and it tends to pan out. I think it was the only predictable pick of the draft outside the top two. I think all the mocks yeah. that I saw was like the top two had it nailed, apart from people getting cute and putting something weird on to get some buzz. The top two felt like nailed on, and then everything else is a bit wild because the wide receivers just apart from the Jets at four. Jets at four had Sauce Gardner sent there for months. All the mock drafts I'd seen, of course, that's who they picked, wasn't it? Mm. A four. That's true. Yeah. The strange and, thing and was then... seeing Sting, Stingley Junior go at three. That was the one that you thought that Sauce Gardner would be the first corner off the board, but he wasn't because Stingley went first. Yeah, yeah they, but... they managed to get that guy a pick later anyway. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Jets had a great draft. It looks like it, doesn't it? It really it's, does. It's hope season, though, Jazz. It like. is hope season, but they had some, they got some good picks in there, so it's going to be I a very know. interesting hope... AFC East with the oh, Bills. I hope they do well. The Patriots doing what they're doing, the Dolphins with their dink and dunk offense. Well, the, dif- the difference Ferraris. is when well, you actually trust Robert Salah, for instance, to take you know a player like Sauce Gardner and, and turn him into a great defensive weapon because Salah is a good defensive That's coach at the end of the day. So... You actually have the trust that the Jets might be able to start building a fairly solid defense yeah. for once, you know, for the first time in a long time. Yep. As opposed to what management has been in the past. But again, has the locker it's room all, been kind of infiltrated and is that yeah. attitude already in what, there? You know what isn't an F or a butt though, Ollie? What's that? AJ Brown going to the Eagles. That's, that's nice. not that's not that an if nice. or a but we you know, know what, that guy delivers do you know what is an if or a but can he Whether get the Jalen ball can throw him yeah yeah, yeah well don't. is Jalen Hurts going to be the quarterback <laughs> yeah of course he will be in in who else is going to be no 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 in a year's time well AJ Brown's under contract for four years like yeah, get I mean, excited about him you know yeah you, I, look Devonta Smith AJ Brown Dallas Cotter that's a lovely little trio to have Miles Sanders yeah. Miles Sanders coming out of the backfield yeah um yeah. Yeah, I, I don't hate that offensive skill position set at all. You know, we've got this new tight end that we've brought in as well. Uh, former <laughs> receiver. Uh, I can't remember what his name is quality. now. I can't remember it's, where we got him from. It, it, it rhymes with shite side. Yeah, yeah, but he's on the tight end on the right side of the line. So he's JJ oh. Sega right side now. Oh, I thought it was shite side. As in, we finally got him in the, maybe the right shite. position. I mean, <laughs> that trying to sell fight, Eagles fight fans. Fight side, because he's going to be fighting for his... Fighting for his job in the NFL. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, he doesn't yeah. fight for catches. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> at least he's fighting <laughs> for something. But no, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't hate that at all. Uh, you know, read the 
the bio on the lad that the the Titans picked up with our with our pick, uh, Traylon Burks, who is described as AJ Brown Mark II. The difference is is that I don't, you know, I like the fact that we went and got somebody who is guaranteed he yeah. does play well in the NFL. Like health, okay, there's a question mark over that. It's been obviously a difficult season last year with injuries and stuff. If he can stay healthy, I mean, it's just a monster. He's a great receiver. But then the fact that the Titans aren't willing to pay him the money that he thinks he's worth. Granted, he might be overvaluing himself, possibly. But also the fact that the team that drafted him thought, actually, we'll take the replacement player of him who's got similar skill set, size, yeah. physicals. Don't you think and we just won't pay him at all, basically. Well, don't you think that they're, that they're just not understanding the market? Like, or they're understanding these... the market really, really well. And they're, they're realizing where... that... The top, that's where the top wide receivers are. For now, that's the kind of money for that now. they're demanding. Yeah, but, but we don't know if up. that's going to... Caps are only going to go up. So. We don't know how about how much and and if you're going to put that much money into position either. So but if it's you a take passing a league, you know, I mean, like, it's not going to change overnight. I can't imagine that, you know, think of the QBs that we've got in the league. Like, it, it's all built around Dallas passing yards. Goddard's not on a huge contract because he was, until basically last year, still kind of the number two to Zach Ertz until Ertz moved on. Smith's still on his rookie deal. That's fine. As is Rager, Arcega White. I mean, we're, we're, barely, we got rid of. we're barely playing, though, paying those <laughs> others. Oh, Dave, that's been that's the funniest thing I've seen all day, your reaction there. The, f- the fact that you didn't mention him on the first go around when yeah, we were no, talking yeah. about you. <laughs> I all I think, Jazz, is how good would this receiver call be if we also had Justin Jefferson on a rookie deal instead? Well, you wouldn't have been bringing in Brown if you'd done that, would you? <laughs> yeah, so. we'd have been paying Justin Jefferson out the asshole. You probably on. wouldn't have got Devonta Smith either, because you probably would have been a be- and you probably would have had a better season because your receivers would have caught the ball. Would you have had a better season that rece- uh, season though with the? the balls that the receivers were being given. I mean, slightly better. Jefferson's yeah. good enough to win you another but not, game and a half. Probably not much, probably better. I nah, still not, think... much better. <laughs> not much better. Um, no, no I, I really like it. I really like how Roseman went and made a big splash. That's always fun. Yeah. At least like, it's cool for somebody that w- decided there was no way he was going to stay up for the draft night. Um, I got a message from talk sport the day of the draft saying, do you fancy doing some stuff with us? Talking some Eagles at like, two o'clock in the morning jazz and i had a golf match a golf match around a golf we it was the match it was just yeah, we yeah, played a, game a round of golf. golf booked for like the day after it wasn't wasn't competitive it never is and i uh i was like no i I've, i'm gonna be up at quarter past six i don't want to be up until two o'clock in the morning talking about the eagles as people's names get read out and yeah. i was just a little bit gutted that i didn't do it because obviously it would have been quite fun to have been on air it was unpaid though so i was also a bit like mm, no i'm not gonna stay up till three o'clock in the morning unpaid come on um because that would have been really fun on what was quite a fun first round night anyway but yeah yeah i just like it and i, I kind of like our draft in general to be honest i was having a look through it um the linebacker that we got out of georgia and kobe dean in the third round was really high on people's draft picks in terms of pure athleticism yeah why did he fall no idea yeah Not... i heard that name yeah and yeah. i'm not i haven't been like that clued in well, I mean, I, he's a you know Georgia player. I heard won his the name National as well because um, this might be another like the Falcons taking somebody they shouldn't have done. We took Troy Anderson, who played at Montana State. That's a great Troy, name, Troy Anderson. Um, yeah, I'm a high. That's a, a super white guy name. <laughs> yeah, I, as you can yeah, imagine. 
I've got great fundamentals in the tackling game. Always make sure I wrap up and take them to the ground. Yes. I mean, that sounds like a rapist as well. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Maybe Although, we can edit right, something he's, there. He's, <laughs> he's an interesting guy, though. He played offense well, and defense. And he scored 33 touchdowns as a running back huh. and played QB as well. Yeah, I can. Uh... Uh, interesting guy. I've studied a lot of the Manning tape. Uh, I know exactly <laughs> how to uh, work the fundamentals of the game all over the field on the, both sides of the ball. He sounds like he should have a show on CNN. Yep. <laughs> Troy, yeah, Anderson Troy, Anderson. Troy Anderson and Anderson and Cooper on Anderson and Anderson at seven. <laughs> no, Troy and Cooper sounds better. Yeah, that does actually. No, Troy and Cooper sounds like it could be another two guys that created basketball. That's a very yeah. good point. <laughs> Troy, by... Troy drinks heavily. <laughs> in Troy and Cooper, <laughs> Troy drinks a lot and drives a pickup truck. Um, but yeah, and Jordan Davis as well, going and getting kind of one of the, again, it's a, it's a splashy Athletic pick, freaks. but you know, the social media darling of the, of the defensive line from the combine. With like a 4'7", 314 pounder, 40 yard dash. I mean, it's just outrageous. It's obscene. The trouble with that, though, again, is you can get these combine warriors or the draft uh, pro mm. day warriors that put up insane numbers, but you put them in pads in front of a guy who's trying to beat them in the face. They just don't have the same get up and go because they're just trying to make sure they get as a high pick so they get a better contract, which I completely understand. But let's see a production in in a uniform. Given his athleticism, if that came out properly. I have every hope that he would do really well for you. I, I, you'd think that learning behind someone like Fletcher Cox would only help him. Yeah, that's that's going to be a great thing. Do you know how many yeah. draft picks the Eagles have had their hands on in this 2022 draft? No. We've had possession of 20 different draft picks at various points. Oh. So we had what, the th- and you traded up and down. Traded and moved the... stuff away. So we had the 13th, we lost. took Jordan Davis. We had in the first round the 15th, the 16th, the 18th, the 19th. Those went to the Texans, Saints, Titans, and Saints. We had the 51st in the second, then we had the 83rd, the 101st in the third, uh, one in the fourth that got traded away, three in the fifth that got traded away. Another this is the three nerdiest from the... thing that's ever been read out <laughs> I mean, of the podcast. Also, but like it's just the four insane. most boring list ever. <laughs> but it's just ridiculous. Oh, we had the 95th. Holly's so into it. We had 20 picks potentially in this draft, uh, You know, obviously not all at once or anything like that, and we ended up drafting five guys. Which, yeah, I, I mean, which you, I'm you fine would never, with. You would never draft 20 players. <laughs> I mean, feel it, like, that'd uh, be damning on the Eagles team if it's like, we're basically oh, we drafting a whole, a whole new team. team. <laughs> yeah. do, you think, do you think Harry Rosen was like standing in front of that board like Charlie and always sunny with the lines all connected <laughs> by the red string, just like smoking a cigarette? Just He's got the perfect and I had the 188th pick. I had the 188th pick. And then I gave it to the Lions. And I said, Carol, the Lions. <laughs> Did you, do you want to know something, Mac? The Lions don't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well not. I mean, they had, a, they had an okay draft from the sounds of it. You know, they picked yeah, up Aiden maybe. Hutchinson. It's nice for Michigan player to go to Detroit, Michigan <laughs> and have that whole story. And the guy that was meant to be arguably the number one pick ends up falling to the Lions at number two, which is quite nice. Yeah, again, his highlight reel and hype train didn't really strike me as being very good. I'm not sure if I said this to you personally on whatsapp or on the podcast before but it just looked like the worst blocking and just looked like scheming granted i'm not taking away anything from the fact that he started to make the play and tackle the player if he had a free release and a free it's, run it's doing it in the big 10 or doing it in the sec 
and I'd rather have the guy that does it in the SEC, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, anything else from the draft, aside from, obviously... Um, I am upset that Kurt Warner's scout on Desmond Ridder is not good. Because I like listening to Kurt Warner. I haven't heard QBs, what he said about he him. Was pretty down, he was pretty down on him. Yeah. So that's that's worrying to me. Um, oh, excuse me. Yeah, he just said he's not a natural thrower of the ball, which that's is a problem. Uh, quite hmm. scathing. What he meant by that was like he he went into depth, but you must have heard it's on the McAfee show, Jazz. You not hear him talk about this? I've not watched much of the McAfee show this week. Whoa. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I know it's it's uh, it's clearly a down week for listening to the McAfee show. That's very peculiar. He was on. Uh, he brought up about you. You're saying he doesn't care about hand size, which is uh, which is interesting. Every but guy says that. He was talking about Ritter, and uh, yeah, he he just thinks that the top guys they have an ability to work kind of off center. So like he thinks like Ritter, if everything's perfect and he's got good protection, he's he can set his feet and he can he can deliver a really accurate ball. That's what he's known for, being accurate. Yeah, but if those things aren't there, he's like, you know, it's not great, and that's so you put any pressure on him, and NFL. he's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's rough in the NFL, and it's rough when you're behind the Falcons' offensive line. So, um, it's a bit, bit of a worrying scouting. Report but you had to take it. You had to take a quarterback, wanna... right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like yeah. what else? Well, I mean, it's a third round pick as well, so I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's mean, not, it's not that high wrong, risk, but... is it really? No, no, it's not. But you got yeah. Mariota there to be, you know, the placeholder for a while. Yeah, yeah. If it pans out, great. If it doesn't, well, yeah. shit happens. Oh, well, you're I'm, you're I'm gonna have such about... a tough year, aren't you? It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably be taking a quarterback next year, so with a top five pick. So um, uh, maybe yeah. I'll just wait for one of those guys. I'm excited about Drake London. I'm excited, you know, I think all of those top wide receivers from the sounds of it just sound like there might be two like really, really it's high such a guys weak receiver core that wouldn't be if Calvin Ridley hadn't Yeah. Buggered yeah, off. that didn't help. But Drake London's uh pro comparison, do you know who it was, Dave? <laughs> I really thought you were about to say choice for a second. Uh, Julio Jones? <laughs> nope. The other jersey behind you. Mike Evans, yeah, yeah. The better one of those two jerseys behind you. <laughs> you know, the Hall of Famer, the one who's got a ring. You needed to get him last year as well when you came to London. Like, that would have been better. And then Falcons could have mopped up selling Falcons jerseys with London on the back. Would have looked great. Drake London's a sick name as well. Mm. A rapper's name. It's really cool. But it reminds me, obviously, uh, there was uh, the guy in the NFL, London Office, which is such a good... That's such a good like D lineman name. You hit the guy. <laughs> That's a real name. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. It doesn't sound, sound like, like a it. real name. That sounds like <laughs> something someone puts on Instagram as like a parody of things. I feel really bad if this is actually someone's name. Well, I feel bad because I wanted to pronounce the uh, Falcons' second round pick, who's a edge rusher, but I, I can't. So I'm going to have to... I haven't heard anybody say it, so I'm not even going to bother yet. So I'm going to hear somebody say what, what's it, and the, then I'm going to repeat it. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen it. What, uh, what does it look like? Very African-sounding name. Do you want to hear me the, the, the letters? We can try it together if you'd like. 
I'd why love you, to. Why don't you search for it, Jazz, and then you can see it and read it to yourself Wait, in your who, own head. Who's who's this? Oh, we took a guy in the second round, an edge rusher, um, and I Hold can't on. pronounce his name. Let me try and find it. Arnold Ebiketti. It's not uh, too bad, but I don't know. I haven't heard it said by anybody yet. Yeah, so Ebiketti looks like the. That okay. looks easy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Arnold Ebiketti. Oh, why, why are you crapping your pants about that one? I don't know. Just looks. In yeah, fairness, looked tricky. I didn't. Want I mean, to Travis Etienne a... calls himself Travis Etienne, so I mean, yeah, yeah the Americans yeah, will do anything they want with names. Want to do it dirty, jazz. The running back you drafted at one five one looks far more difficult than that. Tyler Algier or Algier? Algier. 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 No, That's what it looks like. like. Algiers. But it's not Algier because it's got the e, it's the extra E and an extra L. I mean. This is by the way, chaps, this is just wonderful to Yeah. Oh, how do we pronounce this person's name? Yeah. Ah, he's not going to make a team anyway. Won't ever have to say that in commentary. It's fine. I mean, yeah, the Falcons' history of edge rushes is is not storied. Also, Falcons not coming to London, not going to be in the Super Bowl. Never going to have to say their name probably on air. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Zing! Hey, you, you, you've seen the London games, obviously, and you've seen that we don't have uh, Germany getting an absolute five-star matchup. I'm so pleased about that, that they don't get Chiefs-Bucks and that they've got yeah, instead absolutely. Seahawks. That would have been a bit of a slap in the face to, Massive. to the UK, it feels like. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, especially that, that Seahawks team, which is in the middle of a rebuild and aren't very good. Yeah. No, they're going to be bad in that division as well. That's, That's just going to be... Rough. Although they are huge in Germany. Oh, really? What, the Seahawks? Yeah. Why? I have no I can idea. understand that, actually, because they're a big... Being a 12 is a big sign of pride, isn't it? It's historically been a decent franchise throughout the years. You could, If you had the people getting the last 10 years with the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson and the Pete Carroll era of good players coming through and success, you can understand why people would... I guess, but there's so many successful teams in the last 10 years. There are, but at the same time, it's not like you had as many good characters in all those teams. You didn't yeah, have the, the Richard Seahawks Sherman saying, that's what you get for putting a sorry-ass receiver like Crabtree on me. You yeah, don't have that. The big sound bite. You didn't have you know, the Marshall uh, Lynch. Oh, that famous German run. swagger. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a yeah, really, the brash, the, a really brash nation. Yeah, the the yeah. Legion of Boom, Dave. The Legion of Boom. <laughs> That's Legion of Boom, yeah. All right, we're getting into we're getting into muddy waters here. <laughs> like the song, huh? What? Oh, oh my dear. god! <laughs> Probably it took take me a second out. to realise you'd said the song there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably take that bit out. Right, um, leave it in. It's your job, not mine. So, um, that's, that's cool. But yeah, no. I, so it makes sense. I, I remember coming back from Berlin and seeing a whole like queue of. Seahawks Germany fan, uh, German Seahawks fan, sorry, coming across for one of the London games at the airport. And then a few years ago, I was out in South London, uh, I think a Friday or Saturday before one of the London games. And it was filled with German Seahawks fans, like a proper big fan group of them. Or maybe, maybe they just had a fan group decide to come over and do that. Yeah, no, but this was two different occasions. Like the Seahawks are really have... popular in Germany. But maybe, maybe it's the same, the same, the same, group. The same group. group. That'd be weird. I, I feel like you're jumping to conclusions here. No, 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 I don't think so at all. 
I know. Oh, I, don't you? Okay. I know they're very Wait, popular in Germany. Conclusions, yeah. Matt, out and start playing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm I'm just glad that they haven't got like a a prime time game when we've seemingly been completely stiffed again. Yeah, I mean, they're not the best games in the world. However, I would like to see Aaron Rodgers before he retires. Having said that, against the Giants, who really gives a shit? The Jags and the Broncos. The Jags have the potential to do something next year with Doug Peterson as head coach because you saw them obviously take care of the Colts when the Colts had to play for their playoff lives. So if that team plays all next Wasn't year... That, that was a Colts team messing up rather than a Jags team you playing know that. lights out. How do you know that? Because the Colts it, look completely lost. Because they're getting beaten the crap out of by the Jags. Nah, I'm not buying that. That Jags well, team that, can't suddenly become good. You can buy good. and sell whatever you like, Wilson. This is the, the uh, well, Kool-Aid I'm, I'm, I'm drinking I'm, right now. Jesus, he's on chance. Kool-Aid. What else there's are you taking chance, this week? Uh, chance that they might be much better as a team this year and Trevor Lawrence might take that leap that he needs when he get rid of Urban Meyer's toxic culture around the I mean, them bouncing thing. back would be like five wins. What's the over-under hey, you'd put them on? You could have a win against that against the Broncos in that game. No. I thought you were really high on the Broncos as well. If they can't beat the Jaguars, then they have I am, but I'm just saying that I just think the Jaguars are going to be a better team than we are anticipating. Okay, so the, if you the want to Broncos put money are having on, a bad hey, year Dave, if they Dave, lose the Jags. I'll stop you right now. If you're going to put some money on something, you tell me what you want to put the money on and we'll have a discussion. What, you want me to bet £10 that the Broncos beat the Jaguars? No, no, no. You said over and under on the Jags' victories. Oh, okay. Oh, that's an interesting one. All right. Well, what, so what do you I don't think? Know, that, what do we set it at? I mean, well, you, five and you a half. Put forward an idea. Yeah, I'd, oh, would I go for that? Yeah, I'd go for that. Five and a half. That sounds about right. So you think that they'd have five or six? Uh, so you over or under on that five and a half? The five and a half, so I'm under. I go over. All right, that's cool. Ten pounds? Yeah, well, that's fun. I'm going to write that down right now. Wilson, you want to get on that? No, I'm good. I mean, you I don't want to give me. I, you don't want me to take your money as well? Nah, I just I'd be happy to be right when the Jags win like three games next year again. Because it will take Doug Peterson at least a year to sort out the the temperament of the uh, of the locker well, room. Well, they'll probably beat the sorry ass Texans twice. So there's two wins. I don't know. The Texans were more spicy than the Jets yeah. The Texans weren't year. actually that bad at times last year. But that does not forget they when had Tyrod Taylor went out. That, that was that was tough. But then yeah. they kind of got their act together towards the end of the season. The Texans again. I don't. Oh, did you see um, uh, Hopkins testing uh, failing yeah. an HGH test? Yeah, my, that was a weird one. Which is why they got Hollywood Brown, because they were like, well, he might be going under. <laughs> it shows why they did a first round pick for Hollywood, because he was one of the few people available that they were like obviously high on. Could have got yep. AJ Brown instead, though, for a first round pick. Someone else nabbed him first. Just saying. He's not worth a first round pick, Hollywood yeah, Brown. Yeah, but they, need, they needed someone to take the cover off, the, so blow the coverage off. Because yeah, because AJ went. Brown, yeah, you don't have the same level of speed. That would Not... be a money issue as well, right? You couldn't have D Hop and Brown. Oh yeah, it costs way and too much. And try and pay Kyler Murray what he thinks he's worth. Yeah, that's had not been resolved yet. The Lamar thing's still weird as well. I mean, if I'm Lamar now, you don't want to be in that Ravens team because you barely got anything. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's no, hope well, season. Also, Mark Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews is the only thing. Also. Okay, so I find it weird that last year there were quite a lot of people bigging up Hollywood Brown and being like, he's actually a really good receiver, great hands, all this kind of he's thing. Fine. And then the he's moment right. he got traded, everyone was like, oh, but he's not that good. 
never really suddenly right like right back down on him again because they have obviously overpaid. He's just he's just he's just a good receiver. Like I'd happily have him. I think most teams would have him as a number two. But if you're expecting him to win your games, I think he that's... could be a number one. But well, you got to think that Raven system is not built for. Do you think he's Do you think he's good enough to be a number one? We haven't seen him have a chance to be a number one receiver because you don't. That team was, you hand it off, Lamar runs it, you throw it to Mark Andrews, and if you're lucky, Hollywood Brown's free, yeah. free, really, really fight on the field. And that didn't happen very often after the first week where he got two long touchdowns because everyone was like, oh, okay. So he can throw it really long and yeah. this guy can run and catch it. So we'll just play a little bit deeper on him because everyone else is going to be underneath. And that's basically what they've done to stifle the Ravens. And Mark Andrews was catching everything kind of in the middle as well, I suppose. Absolutely. So he was he mm-hmm. was the deep. So he's the, he is the number one receiver for that it's team. Fair, it's a fair point. Well, we'll see. Won't Thanks, we? Dave. Get, that's very kind of you. He'll get plenty of opportunities, won't he? With Murray. Yeah. So Well, um, you hope so. Might not get the ball out of his hands and throw it accurately. <laughs> well, he's more of a passer than uh Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not much more. <laughs> now I think about it, not yeah, gonna, it's not, uh, not going to start similar. this one up again about how neither of them are any good at passing. Actually, yeah, I actually feel a bit sorry for Hollywood Brown. Now I think about it, like he could have gone. We still might not know if he's the number one. He's basically in a similar system again. Hollywood, yeah, here are the places basically. you can go: Kyler Murray, stay with Lamar, or Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I quit. <laughs> oh, I thought you, I thought you were going to start talking about like his route running tree options. They were just like. Here, here's where you can go. You can go into the corner there at the far end of the end zone, <laughs> or you can run straight up and just near the far end of the end zone. Those are your two options. And you're going to have two <laughs> really good places from there to watch the ball get thrown to DeAndre Hopkins. Or It's going to look or, real nice. Or you can run from one side and run all the way to the opposite corner of the end zone. Yes. That's the other yeah. option. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Either way, you're doing a lot of running, so... Yeah. Better get used to it. Yeah, good training, man. Yeah, not having D-Hop for those six games would be a very good chance for him to prove he's worth the money he's getting paid. But then, like we It'll said... What but we already kind of, of saw well, how valuable Hopkins him, is know. anyway. Yeah, we Because did, yeah. they crapped yeah. the bed when he went out yeah, last year. But then AJ Green and Kristen Kirk aren't going to set the league alight, are they? So at least Hollywood Brown's got a little bit of guile and a lot of speed to try and... Have they got AJ Green again? Did they resign? Yeah, they, yeah, they got to resign him on That's a one-year deal. So you I mean, got him it's fine, but he's like a he's like a lesser Larry Fitzgerald in his old age. You know, he's a great probably leader and experienced guy in that room. But I think he got like seven, eight hundred yards last year or something. Didn't uh, I think he? it's he got going off. Pretty good stuff. I don't think they used him that much, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think he's really there to be AJ Green. He's there for the name mm. and also because they have a need at receiver, and he's still good enough to produce enough for what they need out of him. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, not it's not. To be. But it's not like you can be. Oh, Marquis Brown and AJ Green—that's a nice little tandem. It's not. It's no. Uh, but then you have AJ uh, Green, Marquis Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins. That's quite a nice little trio, headed by mm. the monster that is DeAndre Hopkins. And Zach Ertz underneath is a yeah neat tight end option. Eight hundred and forty-eight l- yards last year, really. How many catches? That's a lot more than I thought he got. I have to yeah, say. Yes, I. I mean it. I remember seeing it. I was surprised. That's why it kind of stuck in my head that he kind of rehabbed his career a little Maybe bit. Maybe got a lot more as well, though, when uh, Hopkins uh, went out. How many receptions? 54. That's, that's good. Not that's reasonably solid, to be honest. Okay, I, I stand mean, corrected. If he doubled that, you know, that was that would be... Uh... But I'll double yeah, down because he's getting he's a year older now. That's more than so 15 yards worse. per reception, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's all right. I'll do. Very productive. 
But yeah, Lamar's got to be annoyed now because he's got this whole deal thing still lingering. I think on. Lamar's leaving the Ravens. I think really? Lamar because he's not he's not talking to them, is he? So I think do, that he's did the gone. Ravens this year start listening to trade offers in what is potentially a great QB draft and have like three, four first round picks and then some with Lamar, yeah? Because obviously Lamar's agent is his mum, which I think is great, by the way. I love Mm. the fact that he's kept all his money to himself and to his family. That's brilliant. Because you haven't got to worry about having to give money to your family. Your family's getting paid by the percentage you be paying an agent. So wonderful. Great business move. Also, nobody's going to look out for your own interests more than your parents. 100%. (laughs) Rent Chrysler. Uh, Um, Are you going to get great advice, though, from mum who just wants to see you succeed? Why wouldn't you? Because... Well, is she a professional? Does she know stuff? Is but do the agents well? really know what they're doing apart from trying to skive more money out of people? Well, obviously, Whitney Holtzman knows well, Whitney exactly Holtzman. what she's doing. Yeah, know. so maybe if Whitney was his agent, he'd get really good advice. But the fact that he's not sitting down and talking about a deal, and they're going to have to... Have they picked up his fifth-year option now? I'm sure they have. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but he's so, not happy. with. So they talked about this on the Iran NFL. Is he, is he not sitting down to talk around to them? The or did they, did they make an offer... To him, and he was like, "Well, that's too low." What's the? Or he said, "I just don't (laughs) want to talk." From what I've heard, he said that I don't want to talk about it yet. We'll do it when it's ready. Okay. Which either says that I'm going to see how this year pans out and see what happens with the offense. It's so risky given the the way he plays football, isn't it? It is, but then the same time, Kirk Cousins did the same thing. He backed himself and then got two franchise tags, then got paid obscene money. He's a pocket passer, not running into linebackers. A pocket passer can have your leg broken like Joe Theismann did. Yeah, but you're protected you can... more. You're protected more these days, though, particularly as a pocket passer. With the you're not allowed to hit below the knee, you can't touch the, the head the, or anything yeah, like that. Completely. For sure. Whereas once that. you become a mobile runner, as you know, loads of these scrambling quarterbacks have discussed that they feel they not want more protection when they're running because they don't get that at the moment. Which I personally think is completely fair. If you start to run, you become well, a right. running back. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not like Lamar's going into contact and hitting people, is he? No, but it only takes one, like one spin for the ankle to get stuck and somebody then can come in and, and hit him or, you know, he goes through a pile a bit more and somebody lands awkwardly on a knee or something like that. You're, yeah. um, you're more open and susceptible to it when you don't throw the ball away as much as you would if you were a pocket passer when nothing's on and you yeah, instead you start slide. to move. You just slide. He but, slides but a lot. He doesn't it's as... Fine. He when you get through, when you get through a line, or when you get first straight some of the line, other, other scrambling QBs have done. He, he slides or more. Josh Allen does. Josh yeah, Allen is he's... a bit more reckless abandon. Yeah, yeah, I know. Josh, he's a big if I was unit. a Bills fan, I'd be worried about mm. Allen getting yeah, busted up. I, I think that he's looking at it from a point of view of the Ravens are never historically a very good offensive team, and they'll never really try and change their ethos because their team has always been good point. run it down the your throat, your throat. We'll beat you as much as we can on defense. I'm sure Lamar Jackson wants to be seen as a pocket passer or have the chance to be in an offense, which gives him more of an opportunity to do so, as opposed to being, okay, we're going to have read option, read option, read option. Because coming out in the draft, he was asked, are you going to be a running back? Are you going to be a receiver? No, no, I'm going to be a quarterback. So he's very much certain of his abilities and what he's worth and what he thinks he should be doing. Now, if the offensive corner to Baltimore turns around and starts making a big spread offense that starts putting up, Patrick Mahomes like yards and throws and everything like that, then that might change his mind, but it might not. For of course, for all we know, he might be saying, "I don't want to talk about it right now because I just want I want to enjoy my time off in the off season. I don't have to think about business stuff," mm. which also could be a completely valid point. I guess so. But when there's like 
I don't know, $150 million on the table or whatever. Didn't he do, didn't he do a passive-aggressive Instagram scrub as well recently? They all seem to do that. So no, but, but still, it, still, it's like a, if it was I'm taking time off to just relax, yeah, then you, you wouldn't, wouldn't do, do that. that. If you do the passive-aggressive Instagram thing, you're not relaxing. You're now sending social messages through social media and all that kind of stuff. You know? Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, but at the same time, I'm sure there'd be a market for Lamar Jackson if he was available. There'd Definitely. Be Do you think? <laughs> I no, don't know. No, 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 no. I'm not sure. Let, guys, me, let, me, let me qualify that. Oh, sorry, yeah. Qualify the statement for what I'm going to say next is there are a lot of stupid teams that overpay for players they don't need or don't fit into their system. I, my first thought see, was I would. I reckon Atlanta, Atlanta would sell the house to bring uh, in Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Detroit Lions. It does feel like a... Um... Yeah, it feels like a bad organization move, doesn't it? To be honest. Yeah. But then I'm not that high on Lamar Jackson. I'm like, I think he's. I think, I think found, he's, good, he's been but... found out. He's been found out. He got, he got found out in the playoffs against the Titans yeah. that year. They were rolling. The Titans showed up. They stopped their offense completely. That offense has not been the same whatsoever since that. I said that they found the blueprint to beat them, and that's what's happened. Yeah, yeah Much I mean, like last the Chiefs year they were had that against the Bucks. Well, though, Jazz. The Bucks showed them how to beat them in the Super Bowl, and also that second half of the Bucks chiefs game, where the Bucks stopped them from scoring at all, they found a way to stop the Chiefs. Now, I mean, Andy Reid is a much more clever offensive mind, and found other ways to try and find things they're doing, but that explosive Chiefs offense, no longer there. That explosive Ravens offense, no longer there. Yeah, I mean, the the whole Chiefs being found out thing, it didn't help that they were missing key offensive linemen going into that game against the best defense in the NFL against the Buccaneers. So I'm not necessarily sure it is 100% the blueprint. I think injuries came into that Super Bowl as well. I mean, found out as well. Like, they still ripped it and got to a championship game. Like, it's but, not... And the, the Ravens... I mean, yeah. I think you made the most valid point you made in all of that mindless yeah, rambling for a you second there, well. was the maybe Lamar wants to learn actually play some pocket quarterback and he doesn't have an offense that can do that. And that would be the smartest thing that Lamar Jackson could do. Like I've said for a long time, just learn how to play stand up yeah. quarterback in the NFL and use your mobility then. And uh, yeah, you, you're right. I don't think the Raiders are a, uh, the Ravens. Sorry, are a team that play into and the Raiders have probably had that sort of offense. They, yeah, they'll have a real nice one. <laughs> if anyone wants to stand and start throwing balls down there. But the uh, yeah, the, the Ravens aren't a team that would necessarily play into that because you've got nobody aside from Mark Andrews, especially now to really aim at. Yeah. And you're playing yeah. all of this read option because you think this is Lamar. We've got the athlete. And I think as well quarterbacks like that are going to be a bit more like running backs in that they're going to have a value for the first four or five years on a rookie deal yeah and yeah. then maybe get moved along we might see that because it's about the athleticism yeah. well not just that because you think of how you build a team if you have a team that's built and every position is really good and you have your rookie qb in his fifth year and he's done pretty well say you've won a super bowl but he's not lit the legal light. So like a Joe Flacco, for example. Mm -hmm. So Joe Flacco, of course, was told by um, Ozzie Newsom the year they won the Super Bowl, oh, we're not going to give you a contract now. You've got to go and prove it. If you win a Super Bowl, we'll come and talk and we'll give you money. And he goes out, he wins the Super Bowl, they give him money, and it hamstrings that offense for the next five or six years until Lamar's there. So I could easily see the way that teams are building these days is to build everything up around them to try and have a rookie QB on a rookie deal to be good enough to mm -hmm. win a Super Bowl as opposed to having to be the main reason for it. Because 
I, would, I, I mean, I, I totally think you're right. I do think the comparison breaks down a little bit because Flacco had a like once in a generational oh, yeah, no, run no, no, in the playoffs, yeah. but he, the rest of his stuff was like he he wasn't within like he didn't get an MVP nod. No, I'm not trying to. I know I'm Flacco or Jackson. I'm just saying I'm that just if you saying... had Flacco as your QB at that point, yeah. you then think, okay, we'll get rid of him. Let's get someone else. Put someone in the same offense, same ability yeah. to throw the ball. Carry on. Let's go. So you think that that second Flacco contract might be a shadow on that organization where they're like, oh, maybe we don't want to overpay. But also, yeah, this that, guy. And also, I think teams around the league look at these quarterbacks getting their second contracts, like Wentz and Goff, and thinking, well, actually, if we just not paid them, let just them go, waited, yeah, and then got another QB in the draft, well, we'd be no worse off than we are now. If and, they and it, think we're better, it highlights how good players Tricky. like, not to kind of bring it back to somebody I really like, but like Matt Stafford are in that you're not having those down years in the same way that like, you know, Stafford has deserved probably every single deal that he gets given. Yeah. For sure. Which yeah. shows that he's, he is that consistently good. And if you have that consistently good talent, then they're worth every single penny that you like pay. Like Matt them. Ryan as well. Like yeah. just that kind of. Like 35, 35 yeah. touchdowns, 11 interceptions. But well, I'd say Patrick Mahomes, is, Patrick Mahomes is maybe in that like, slightly different category where he was he's been just consistently great since we've seen oh yeah him. but i'm just saying that you have players that you would always pay yeah and yeah you have players that you then think actually are we going to go into a different version of team building where we start looking at rookies to come in and have really good pieces around everywhere else and have other ones plug and play much like you have running backs that's the running back story of the last sort of 10 years hasn't it that's why i think the titans did to aj brown what they've mm. done because yeah. but, well, why pay him when we can get someone who's similar, who plays a position but, that doesn't need as much upstairs, possibly. You just need to be able to have yeah. really good agility and route running and be able to have a really good pair of hands and be able to see what you're trying to do enough. And we can coach that into him quickly. Well, it, it's like we're seeing with, with Kyler Murray as well. Like they, they're, not in, they're not in a hurry to yeah. pay him mm. and they shouldn't be either because we don't. And I mean, Lamar's delivered way more than Kyler Murray. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's a bit of a trap, isn't it, with these guys? And it kind of it, it it feeds into Ollie's like I want a consistent passer first, and mobility aids the passing. Yeah. But if you've just if you're a run first QB, like I don't want that in Atlanta as my like I want a QB who next year when we find a, another good run, whether it's Ritter or in a couple of years time, at some point we're going to have another good QB like. Matt Ryan, and I want a guy that I can be like. He's going to be the solution for 10, 10 years plus. I don't want. I mean, like, every team I don't want a guy that. You, no, 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 I know, but I mean, like, you kind of know it. Like, I don't think that the Lamar style of football, the Kyler Murray style of football, that you can ever be necessarily too comfortable with that. Do it's you think too like flash yeah. in the pan? You know. Well, but that's again like there's so many of these athlete QBs coming out of college football as well, because the college game is so much more the, the run pass option and the mobile quarterback. And, you know, that's how teams are, are winning a lot of national championships. I, I guess probably with the side of Alabama who have generally had straight up standing, you know, to his ability to move is secondary to his arm. That's one of the few positives I give him. It's just that his arm isn't that great either, unfortunately. Um, Blazed. Whatever. I mean, it's true. Facts. No, I know. <laughs> I, just, I liked it. But um, 
but do you think this is going to lead to a point where we have more drafts like we had this year, but with better QB classes where people will wait potentially on a QB? Because unless it is a Trevor Lawrence style once in it, I mean, look at somebody like Zach Wilson, who the Jets went and got up so high up the board. And like, is he actually looking like a guy that deserves to get a second contract or, in the NFL? Or, or Trey Lance. Let's not forget that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, there's a trade to heaven and earth yeah. to get a third to get him. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of these guys. Well, actually, we haven't seen. I mean, there's it's... reasons for that. But... Yeah, but that, that's that's different because that was he was it drafted. Is different, but, but he when was... Rogers was there and going to be anointed starter no matter what. Whereas Trey Lance was drafted and potentially could have competed with Jimmy G for the starting job, and Zach Wilson yeah. was day one starter. Yeah. So slightly different, but I get what you're saying entirely. Fair enough. Yeah, but like it in. you, you will end up having guys like offensive linemen that are at such a premium in free agency anyway will now be arguably the hottest commodity in a draft because if you can draft a good offensive lineman high up, that's potentially a guy that could play for your team for six, seven, eight years if they are big enough, longer. ugly enough and good enough to be able to do that. Yeah. Longer. And then you can fill in a quarterback the next year that's pretty good because you're building, you know, in a Patriot style, we're building everything else around it and we're just maintaining with the quarterback and then building yeah. the quarterback internally kind of thing. I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I just wonder if QB. The only problem, kind of... the only problem with that though is that, I mean, it works in theory at a smart organization like a Steelers that is has I was got about to say that, yeah, that's got continuity and that gives like players and coaches time. And then Jacksonville they are like, we want the right. new shiny. Yeah, like if you <laughs> if you're a coach, yeah. if you're a first year head head coach you're under pressure straight away. If you're a second year head coach and you've had a bad first year, you're really under pressure. And if you've managed to get to the third year, or you might be a coach that won the Super Bowl two years ago, but you turn around and you're like, well, what have you done for me lately? So yeah, like Doug. Hey Doug. I was thinking about Doug. <laughs> like let's not start anointing the Jags just yet. We remember how quickly Doug's bubble burst in Philadelphia. Yeah, well, that was, gonna, he's that was, look that was because of Well yeah, he's gonna look amazing compared to it's yeah, like you don't exactly. follow Alex a... Ferguson, oh, but yeah. you do follow Urban Meyer. Like that's the guy that everybody should be wanting to take the job yeah. of. Yeah. Definitely. He's, he's getting yeah. a job back on television. <laughs> That's the worrying thing. Is it Fox, for, Fox it's, apparently going to give him a yeah? Fox going to give him a college Fox football move. job. They're going to pay him like two million a year or something. Apparently, that's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, you know, stupid is as stupid does. Khan had his pops at Meyer as well this week. Apparently, like just shard. yeah about how it's you know wasn't great. I really shard. <laughs> <laughs> no one noticed that happening. Thanks for uh, thanks for telling us. <laughs> yeah, hadn't been in the news at all actually that one. But um, yeah, guys, I don't know if you heard. We had real problems with him. It's crazy. Did all this wild <laughs> stuff. Kicked a kick somebody. Kicked a kicker. The irony. Who was one of their players who uh, was it being interviewed? Was it Miles Jack? Somebody missed one of their big players. Missed basically the whole of last season, and they said, "Oh, it was a pretty good season to set out." Wasn't no, that's Travis Etienne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah, that was a great soundbite. If I was going to miss yeah. one, that had a pretty good year to That's miss. the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just rehabbing himself on the sidelines, just laughing his ass off. That could be a really fun tandem, those two. Robinson and ETM. Yeah, I 100% agree. If somebody can manage, like Robinson being taken out of the game so many times and barely getting the ball last year, it was ridiculous with the Jack. Mm. But yeah, yeah do, you, do you think like... the? Um, just back to it quickly, the value of quarterbacks will drop that far that they do become like running backs. I think every player will. 
I think that I say every player. So that so you think NFL careers are going to get shorter for the majority of players? Depends on I think actually does depend on the position. I think if you're a lockdown corner, that doesn't matter because there's so few of them. If you're an amazing edge rusher or a huge present as D tackle, you're not going to have that sort of issue. If you're a safety that is a game changer, not a problem. Bookend tackles and a center, possibly top tier guard like a Quentin Nelson. Aside from that, so you're saying basically the the exceptional the guys skill, will keep their will keep being as exceptional as they should be, and those will be valued sp- accordingly because of how good they are and how rare those talents can be. Like a Von Miller getting the mm. contract with the Bills is a great example of which. Mm. Um, but I think corners are great shout because there's just there's so, so few, few, so top few guys, like, elite corners, and, and it's that a receiving league, So that's your first line of defense against that. I mean, completely. If you can have a corner that can shut down the best receiver and just leave him one on one, and that's it. That's just that's the game plan. You're going to follow him round wherever else, and we'll deal with everything else. That's yeah, all you and have a cor- to do. And a corner that's big enough to perhaps also take on a tight end if needed out in the flats as well. You're comfortable like with them going one on one against Kelsey, yeah, or someone. That's yeah, yeah. Or you have a safety that can do that. You have the Cam Chancellor mm. that can come down and knock your head off, or can cover Gronk all day long. But if, you, if, if, we're going, if we're going down this route of the best guys, obviously will keep their place in the NFL, uh, and mid-level guys will get even more of a rotation around and all that kind of stuff. That then makes the man, the the coach, and the GM that can keep cogs together, not just of the best guys, but make sure you find the right mid-level guys and have the guts to keep them on in systems that work. That's then more important than anything else at that point. Because if you've just got this like fluid rotation of players round and around and around and around and around, and the players are rotating even more, there's a massive lack of team chemistry, which makes even what the Patriots did perhaps even more mm. difficult to do. So guys that can pinpoint their system and everybody that should fit into that system are even more valuable then. But that's literally what team building is. That's the case already. So having the correct cogs in the right places. So thinking to yourself, okay, we're the Dolphins. We have a QB that can't throw it down the field. But you know what we need? We need Tyreek Hill that runs down the field really fast. Yeah. That is doesn't make sense. That's You've so already got Jalen Waddle to do that. You really want someone with a bit of garland, and a bit of underneath. You want a Julian Edelman. Mm. You want a... Mike Izzicki's a great tight end, but you want a Travis Kelsey. You want someone who can wiggle and find the space underneath where... Tua definitely can get the ball to him rather than having to think, oh, he's out of my range. Oh, they're both out of my range. What are we going to do now? I'm going to have to run and get hit. So that's that's where team chemistry and cogs and team building really comes into it. So I think fundamentally, I keep saying fundamentally today. That's my one. So for any shape of way, Look, shape or form. Fundamentally, I, uh, I think there's yeah, I, need, I need to cut that. I need to get a thesaurus out to try and find another word for that. But having that and having the right pieces in the right places is so important already because it doesn't matter if you have like i said Tua, as and had the keys to the ferrari when he's going to drive it like a fiat it doesn't really work mm. and the fact they think that would be more of an issue then i agree with you it still would be a big major thing but gma head coach is so important just in terms of setting the culture as well so it's always going to be important no matter what do you do you think that Tua has got the most pressure on him of any qb Going into Ky- Kyler year. Murray might have a little bit more because he's I th- bringing I think he's Matt bringing Ryan, the heat to himself. I think Matt Ryan's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders if that t- Colts team is considered a, a team shot. that can win, especially as uh, oh, what's his name, Jim Irsay, 
describe Ryan being in the building like having Manning back again. Now that is huge. That's a huge line for a for an owner to put on the quarterback like that. It may be true. I don't. The thing is, I don't see Matt Ryan in Indianapolis as the the huge star though. Like given his age and you know his production is going to slip up a bit. It's more you have. Colts expect to win that division easy and make. But they've a got better. Run. They've got better players. No, but it's say? about having the presence in the QB room. Oh, totally. No, I mean, I'm Matt Ryan's like biggest fan, but I just. Um, That's uh, why I think I there's know. more pressure is, on him he got, because has he got the most pressure on him? Patrick like, Mahomes, maybe. He's gonna get. I think he'd get another chance. I don't think they'd necessarily make a move. I think he'll get two years. Matt Ryan. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in terms of like Unless maybe this like season or nothing kind of thing. Yeah, like Tua is literally playing for his job. Like there's no way if he doesn't have a good year. Yeah, he'll be on the block with the potential QBs that are supposedly coming into the draft next year. Yeah. 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 Murray the same though, definitely. Murray definitely in there. I think that's a great shout. Derek Carr, possibly, even though they give him an extension. That's a, yeah, that's um, a weird one. I think he's going to be okay. Have to go, it'd have to go pretty bad for him. Which I don't think it will, but it's still no. possibly could. I think, no. though, that Adam's going there and go them bad. having the connection from college. And you know what? That, like, Joe Burrow, Chase Burrow college yeah. thing, yeah. I think that's another move that's college been juice. keeping Carr around is one that's keeping, you know, that idea is keeping him a little longer in that job in in Vegas compared to perhaps what they maybe could, you know, they they want to be a bit insane. They could have gone out and tried to pill for a quarterback from somewhere Kirk could, Cousins could has got a lot imagine, of pressure on him this year could you imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kirk, I mean yeah, he, should, he shouldn't be in the league are you gonna should be out should be the gone. Vikings just keep giving him contracts so who knows are you gonna, just, are you Justin gonna, Fields possibly a little bit as well you're gonna come watch him Justin Fields yeah I mean who are they playing again Vikings the Saints, Saints. Oh, I don't really care about the Saints get to what I mean that's like two quarterbacks that you really want to boo for three hours <laughs> I mean, hey, I'd rather boo Kirk Cousins than Jameis Winston. I don't know. Do you not see his most recent warm-up video? You sent it. It's horrific. Video, stupid. Yeah. It's but that doesn't mean that I don't, I don't rate the fact that he's trying. At least he's trying. Kirk Cousins doesn't look like he tries to me. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cousins doesn't put like his workouts on Instagram. No, no, no. He could not be a Hall of Fame player. He lacks the fundamentals. I said it again. And the intangibles to do anything. I think Kirk Cousins actually has really good fundamentals. He can throw a ball pretty well. He's, He's really accurate. He's really accurate. He doesn't give the uh, ball he, away. He, he doesn't win games. So that's not fundamentals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fundamentals of the game is to win the game. It doesn't mean what uh, you think it does. Can't, can't win the game. So whatever. <laughs> Oh man. That's sorry, that's the alarm that I set for this is the chunk of time that we're gonna dedicate to Kirk Cousins chat and no more than that. <laughs> otherwise yeah, we'll be here all, all week. So that sound really triggers me as well because that's my it's your alarm. Every yeah, time same I hear it, I just I get really angry. Where's it <laughs> oh, coming from? Jalen Hurts is uh is surely gonna be under pressure given yeah. you know the Eagles yeah. have got a pretty good roster and hopefully I mean, this uh AJ Brown every QB in the up. NFC East is under pressure. Yeah, Daniel Jones, holy, he's he's on Carson the major Wentz. pressure. He's right up there with Tua. 
That's his third year, is it? I don't yeah, think yeah. Wentz has as much pressure on him as you think he's got pressure. They all have pressure. No, nah, because I think everybody's realised what Washington Carson Wentz pressure, is now. Though, like... Yeah, it's like... Yeah, but, but yeah, if, I mean... if he stinks up even worse... He's already he's a placeholder. Out. He's already a placeholder. No, I know, but that's pressure to try and perform to do better. No. Jared Prescott Goss, is under pressure because... Pressure. Carson, Carson are... Wentz is like a Tyrod Taylor now. He's just going to be moved around to fill in a hole until they draft somebody that they want. And it's sad. That's really sad for a guy that... Could well, have won an MVP. Jared Goff is the same. So those two QBs are yeah, one yeah. and two are now placeholders. Mm. Isn't it weird though? Like we've got this, the league is is more top heavy than it's been, I would say, since I've been watching football in terms of like the quality QBs at the top end are like amazing. And then like at the bottom now, there's still, even though we've oh, got so many good QBs, cesspool. there's still some bad ones yeah. like, it just goes to show how hard it is you can't find 32 i know good players at that position in the world now you can't yeah. find 32 smart enough gms to bring in a good player in that position it was damashek who used to say that wasn't it jazz oh, i don't know yeah i think it was well, no, jamie yeah. duke used to say it i think uh, okay i'm sure jack damashek used to always go on about it as well he was like how can we possibly not get 32 <laughs> like yeah. functional really you know it's like true i mean the gms don't think it comes into it because it's not like good. you have teams with three starting qbs on their roster or even two you get backups that are good not i'm taking that away from them but you don't have two starting caliber qbs on the roster one because you can't pay them both and two it makes no sense carson wentz nick Foles. Yeah, you had one starting QB on the <laughs> roster, Nick Foles. Don't you think that the, the 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 QB situation in the NFL, the fact that we can't have 32, you know, really, really good QBs at any one time, probably never as well. Just it was just competent. But like, don't that's the biggest argument for having like a second league, isn't it? Like a feeder league. Because QB has got to be the the one position above all where like you're you need to learn it. Like you, we must have missed out over the years on so many Wait, QBs. Why who, do you if, think if they had a chance to develop more, would have been great? Don't what's college? Yes, no, I don't college, that. No, college, college is literally but, a but feeder league. I know, college, no, no, but they come <laughs> college out. NFL like, is very, college and NFL is very different in terms of that, They are still, but they're still twenty three. Any league will be the same. My any league will be the same. You, XFL Dave, is different to NFL. My the only XFL 20, is different to NFL. My my, my thing would be years old. You know, like QBs can have a long like. Career. I mean, like Kurt Warner didn't like. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Warner is the one. Kurt Warner is the one that you can point at. But well, you've would... missed out. You would have missed out on Kurt Warner if he didn't somehow get a shot because he had to go to Europe. He had to go to Canada. Like, there's not really a lot of places to play in the world. But so. the yeah. fact still exists. The fact, Dave, that we can't get 32 QBs in the NFL surely shows yeah. that we shouldn't have another <laughs> league to water down more bad more talent, talent and have However, crapper players at quarterback. Right. It does it does go two ways, but I just feel like it's the it's the position where it's the most important. There's so much of the sport is based on having a good QB. And we I don't know, like it's so hard to develop them because they tend to go. But to haven't bad we just teams, said that actually you, get ruined. But you don't need to if you build the pieces around it. If you build yeah. it, the wins will come. But then, yeah. if you've built around it, you probably haven't got the first overall pick. Like you, the Texans were drafting uh, David Cole those years ago. If but he like, hadn't been smacked in the head forty-five times, if it wasn't that first year, and had heard the footsteps too many times, 
he may be in a very different prospect. But like, or Ryan Leaf, like he said, with that story. They, they were a new team as well, though, right? The yeah, Texas, totally. So but, so, but the Ryan Leaf thing, too, you have some situation. people who have talent but don't maximize it. Yeah, and then yeah. the argument, I get take it against the idea that we can't find 32 competent players, is that at any given time, there's rookies that aren't going to be as good as they're going to be. So yeah. for all we know, Zach Wilson might be fantastic in five nah. years. Right now, he's not. No, but we don't know that. Yeah. But that's what right I mean. You won't, you I won't think get I to find out. You won't get to find out, though, Jazz. That's the thing. Yeah, but like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers in his first year wasn't very good either. And he had he, a very good Green Bay team around. He got lucky where he could sit as well behind. Oh, yeah, but, chance but, to develop. But that was after know. three years. When he started in that year. Zach Wilson started, started in wasn't like great. week. I don't know. Was yeah, it like, like Pey- Peyton Manning and Tom Brady? Oh, well, no, actually, Brady won a Super Bowl in his first year. That's slightly different. Yeah. Uh, no, but like Peyton Manning wasn't great in his first year in the NFL. He threw loads of picks. Yeah, but yeah. They yeah. Threw, like, trusted him and his ability. You know, I'm sure Andrew Luck wasn't perfect. I don't have the stats up in front of me. In it terms was of really winning. good his first year. Yeah, but he wasn't he was great. Luck, what he then even became God, and then could have even been oh, if he'd stuck around. It was maybe one of his best years, actually. His rookie year. His first so, year. He was so good. I'm going to check that right now. That'd be okay. Can't the Falcons like get luck with some kind of cosmic like? Hey, there's no luck for Atlanta. Use <laughs> uh, <there is laughs> no. the time stone, Dave. I don't know what that means. I don't watch kids' films. Oh, but you like finding the dinosaur. Use Bernard's watch, Dave. <laughs> you must remember that from when we were young. Bernard's watch. Yeah, uh... it's like a kid who had a watch could pause time. His name's That's... Bernard. Yeah. God, I don't know why, but it seems like a creepy name. It's not a, yeah, there's a weird kids are called Bernard, I imagine. Was this a real program? Or was this like some old dude called Bernard who got used to watch. like go in his shed to look nah. at watches? No, it's definitely on the TV, I think. All right. So yeah. his first year, 11 and 5, 4,374 yards. His TD inceptions weren't great, 23 to 18. 4,700 yards. 374. His best season statistically was in 2014, also in 11 and 5, 4,700 yards, 40 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, and a 96.5 rating. So, granted, he had better seasons, but his first season yeah, was, he was still actually good. really very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still became better. I mean, you like what I mean. It's like they're always going to be better than they are when they start because yeah. that jump from college to the NFL is so great. The difference yeah. was is that again Luck was a stand in the pocket quarterback who had a bit of mobility and size in college, and then came into a league where he could be a stand in the pocket quarterback, and that size just helped him to be able to weather the storm yeah, in the yeah. pocket better. I guess that's the yeah. thing about like if you have a developmental league, then all of the other players drop down in quality. So like, you're it's gonna it, is it gonna help you? You're still gonna have to make the jump to NFL at some point, whether it's at 23 or 28. And so, if you throw into, I don't know, throw into receivers where the windows are, say, two yards open, where in the yeah. NFL those two yards don't exist, you have to anticipate them to be that spot before they're there. It's mm. it's, it's a different, like you said, it's a different game, but you're gonna yeah. have that with every other different yeah. league. But then, like you know, maybe it will just keep getting better and better at QB. I know that we're kind of, I guess there's QBs that are gonna leave in the next few years. Like Brady, at some point is gonna have to retire. Rogers. He's going to have to retire. We lost Breeze already. Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan's going to go. Yeah, Stafford's going to go. So there will be a changing of the guards. And then some of these younger ones, like we're not that enthused about as a trio, like Murray and Lamar and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe it'll just go back to the kind of 
baseline of we've got like a top 10 and then everybody else <laughs> possibly yeah there'll be there'll definitely be a proper haves and have nots kind of thing i think when it comes to uh quarterback so minutes soon. like haves of the afc and the nots mm. of the nfc god again, i'd really like oh man like the three of us can't rub a quarterback together it's fucking uh hell. do what dave you know rub them together oh it comes out the other side I don't know what that means. Uh, and oh, I don't know what that means either. Yeah, that was weird. I have no idea what that means at all. Can you elaborate? Which side is it coming out of? Are we taking two quarterbacks two, and pushing them yeah, together like you, and rubbing yeah, them are we, together? Are we rubbing two, two three to rub individual together. quarterbacks here? And why are we um, rubbing the quarterbacks together? In the hope you know, for, that they create a baby quarterback that rubbing becomes the best of both of them? Yeah, maybe like, yeah, if we combine three crappy quarterbacks, we can have one. Do you think that if we had Deshaun Watson as one of our quarterbacks, it'd be better because he likes being rubbed? Yeah, no, but like then the other two quarterbacks wouldn't like it, and then we'd have to add another two on to the already. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, I'm just not looking forward to the Browns this year. Mayfield still didn't get moved Fucking away. Browns. I, I think know. that I think so that wild. Rich Eisen said this, and I think I agree with it. They're going to wait until there's uh, a an training injury. cap injury, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they'll be traded from there. Yeah. Because some team is going to go down and think, oh, we've got a window, we've got to try and use it. But like, what are they really going to get? I mean, the highest they're going to get is a two, right? Oh, they'll get they'll get nothing, and that, they'll probably have to pay most of his wages. So what's the point? But like, you're going to wait around for no, they, maybe if they, if they a cut two. him. Like, they cut him. The they have to pay all the seller anyway. So his money is dead money in cap if they cut him. If but they just, trade him, it reduces their cap. I, oh no, 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 I I get it. I just think like if the if in this scenario they've had offers but they've rejected them. But they're going to wait until there's an injury and then accept but have the they had offers? Offer. Well, I mean that changes it. Then they're not waiting for an injury; they're just waiting for an offer, right? Do you think he's? <laughs> do you think he's killed himself a little bit with how he's handled? Yes, one hundred. Of course, yeah. I mean, if he was more of a professional and people wanted to work with him, he would have got picked up straight but away. Is he? Is he not allowed to sit there and say, "I'm not happy about how it's all gone down"? Like he is I allowed think, to uh, feel dirty laundry is never good. Yeah, but like, but the Browns he's have to blame for some of brought it as in well. all of the, the Browns have gone next door and taken all the dirty laundry out of somebody else's laundry basket and are walking but around with it team. saying, "Look at all this that's great dirty team. laundry we've got." The team always, the te- it's like this is the thing with with these things with these kind of issues. The team is like the casino, and the player is us. I got I got the this beautiful new wins. Gucci T-shirt. It's got ketchup stains all over it, mate. No, no, we got it. We got I just this had this Gucci. image. I just had this image of like the Browns front office literally going through a pile of dirty laundry and then like chucking it. Like, oh, is this your size? Is this just just some chucking nonsense? Sorry, Jazz. Celebrating it. That's okay. Is it? You seem upset. Well, I just I thought I made a good point, but whatever. You've made some good points today. I mean, it seems like you might have drafted some common sense quite recently. Yeah, possibly. Possibly, whole, possibly could have done that. I don't know In about the, that. I think you probably gave up about like five picks to get some, but you know, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying I rate it highly. Yes. Uh, the the other like kind of little talking is that point. Guinness glass. Hmm? It is. Yeah. Hey, well done. Yeah, I really should use this to practice the Guinness challenge. So that maybe one, the, maybe one day I could actually do it. It's tough because the the cans and the draft are slightly different. You get slightly uh, different levels ahead. Even more problems for me yeah. then in getting. It's not there. perfect training, but you know it's it's worth a try. Yeah. When I was at the races, Jazz side tangent, I only drank Guinness and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good for you. 
Although it was shipped over directly from Ireland for St. Patrick's Day, so, so I don't know really if good. it's more de- delicious. But if you have people pouring it properly, I mean, I had one in um, a pub in, around by Euston a few weeks ago. I went to London to meet my mate. Where I had that really terrible meal at the Hoppers, and the person behind the bar was um, was Irish, and just the the pour of it, it was creamy, it was smooth, it was delicious. Happy jazz, absolutely. Hey Kenny, how you doing, man? Hey, buddy. I'm fine, thanks. And yourself? Very well, thank you, mate. Good Kenny, you. Uh, Jazz is the one with the Pittsburgh stuff all behind him. Dave is the one who's mixed with his uh, but love of receivers behind him. Um, Dave, Dave, Jazz. I'm going to need you to pick one of those, please. And your answer is going to be important because oh, one of those so, is good. Jazz can explain so the, we uh, have, the story behind this. So it's, we also uh, believe the same thing, but me and Ollie. Um, poke Dave quite a lot because he's a Falcons fan. He told us that Julio Jones was by far and away a superior receiver than Mike Evans. And Mike Evans didn't deserve to ever be anywhere near the Hall of Fame. So we said to him, well, you look at the stats, you look at the body of work. Yes, Julio over his whole career has done very well. But you look at it from the first seven years, you can't very look well. past Evans. So that's... But, 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 David David, so you're, but the choice is Julio Jones? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Jazz oh, bought me the well, Evans jersey we'll, just to fuck with me. That's why we'll, I, I we'll have it up along, there as a we'll joke. We'll get along just fine. We'll get along just fine. He's <laughs> yeah, one of the best receivers ever. Okay, so why why Julio Thanks. over Evans? Like Evans, yeah. Because he's just pure as a purist. He's just he's just it. Mike Evans is mm, stats and whatever. Yeah, great. Uh, Julio Jones. He's got, he's yeah, got a ring. That, that production's really irritating. We don't care about rings. Rings More more, more thousand season yards for the first seven years. Again, stats. As as a purist, because I think that, and you're, you know, I'm not, I'm not a statistician by any stretch, but (laughs) pure love of the game, watching the art form. Julio Jones is Picasso. Mike Evans is. Thank you. Thank you. Michael Do you remember remember when he got, do you remember when Helio Jones got 300 yards against the Panthers like four years ago? That was one of my favorite games of NFL ever. Just an absolute beast of a human being. Mike Evans is, should be a beast. I don't think he has the same impact as Julio. I don't think he has the same, you know, like, this is just going so well, Kenny. Proper guns blazing here. I don't think I I I might leave. (laughs) <laughs> I've literally yes! just admitted you into the call and I have no idea how to get that <laughs> kick button to work. But, uh... <laughs> this is brilliant. And Kenny, I hear that you played wide receiver. So I did. Uh, your opinion means a lot more than these two jabronis. <laughs> a, a ton more. As, as I said, as a, as a purist, as a, as a lover of the art form of receiving, Julio Jones has to be every time. Every time. I, I still don't understand this like Julio Jones is more aesthetically pleasing when Mike Evans can go up and compete in the air with anybody in the exact same way that he Julio glides. can and can make all the same catches except that he has the greater numbers and production to match up the same physical astri- attributes but is it is it the same though is it the Looks pretty damn similar to me. Looks similar to me. (laughs) I'd I'd say that that's something that they are similar on is like the 50-50 ball in the air because they're of similar height and like reach. You know, in terms of explosiveness and being able to make all the catches from anywhere on the field, being able to take over a game like that is Julio by just such a highlight highlight reels highlight reels. If I think if you think of Evans being a beast you think of him pancaking that whoever that db was that jumped into trying to block him and just sitting him down yeah if you think of julio being a beast he's 
taking balls away from defenders like Megatron style. Like that's not, Mike Evans does not do that. He can go up and win the ball. He's not taking it away from dudes. He's not owning. He's not, he's not dominating them the same way that Julio did. And, is that because Julio... Mike's got a better body position in the air though? So the corner doesn't even get a chance <laughs> to get his hands on it. I'm just asking. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not it. <laughs> did you know what else Mike Evans does better than Julio Jones? Throw a right hand. Not seen many of those from Julio Jones. No fire in that belly. Mike Evans. Uh, so you don't need team. it. He's, a, he's just he's there to. He's a lover, man. He's, he's a pure <laughs> professional. Everybody likes Julio. Evening, guys. Nice to meet you all. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we tick off then? Because we've done the the Evans Julio Jones debate that always crops up with people that we have on. Uh, Jazz, are there any uh, Scotch egg questions that you'd like to ask Kenny oh, that yeah, we ask all of our guests? Eggs. I mean. <laughs> What what is he doesn't know what it is. What's it doing? What's it trying to do? What do you like? Eggs. Do you like Scotch eggs? Do you, are you a fan no, of Scotch eggs? No, no. <laughs> For what any reason? Because you, you don't like the egg or the just, it doesn't it doesn't what what's it trying to be? What is it? Is it's a it nice sausage? tasty snack. No, no, sorry. Right. Have you had like ones that have you had ones that not just the supermarket cheap ones though? Have you had like a proper one that's been made with a runny yolk and Runny yolk, woof. Nope, that's not a thing. <laughs> oh, okay. No, sorry. You're making it worse, Jazz. So, okay, let's take the Brandon Copeland's increase on this. If we put some cheese in there as well, uh, we're, we're talking then or not? No, he's <laughs> out. Kenny's cheese out. Is, cheese is the devil's food. No, so Kenny no, is out no. the Copeg straight away. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Away. You, right. you, had, you started off with milk. You let it go bad. You got yogurt. It's like, okay, I can, I can handle yogurt. You let that go bad again, and then you got cheese. Ah, nah, sorry. Nope. I'm out. How you doing, Kenny, man? It's been a Fair while enough. since we spoke, man. I'm good. I'm good, thanks. I'm good. And yourself? All good, man. All good. Last uh, time I saw you was Radio Row. Radio you Row. You got to go sauntering into into the Super Bowl, and I was stuck watching it at home. But... Yeah, but which famous American oh, football uh... player did you get to watch the Super Bowl with this time, Kenny? Not, not then. No one this time. No uh, one this time. I would, I would have thought you'd be able to find somebody that would open up their doors to you. You know. No, not this time. Right? Every, everyone's, everyone's back home. No one was out in LA this time. So. Who did you have before? Okay. Um, I've had the distinct pleasure of watching a Super Bowl final with um, <laughs> Harrison Smith. Okay. Viking oh. safety. Yeah, was with him. Uh, uh, and I lose their names now. Oh my gosh, Eric Kendricks and Barr. It's all the Vikings. Bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if we had them, say again, sorry. How did how did you hook up with them? Uh, so I used to uh, in a different lifetime. I used to work with um, NFL UK, mm-hmm. and when they had their kind of player visits or whatever, I used to liaise with those guys. Um, I don't think this is this is the time for those stories, but you know, just got on with them quite well. They do a tour, you know, the, the NFL UK nights they do where they, you know, chat. So <clears throat> got on with them really well. I think they appreciated someone who didn't treat them as whoa, like treat someone who treated them as normal individuals who just yeah. happened to play a sport that millions of people watch. Um, you know, I didn't <clears throat> They were just, they were normal, normal dudes to me. So they appreciate that. And then they used to love the fact that, you know, when they went out, especially in the UK, most people didn't know who they were. So, you know, Anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got some, some fun stories. Harrison Smith singing, 
um, teenage dirtbag in a <laughs> club in Southampton is one of my favourite memories of Wonderful. all time. Yeah. <laughs> so. The worst thing is that doesn't shock me as a karaoke. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> it seems like that that fits really well. Yeah. That's the yeah. highest like vocals. Yeah, it's did like he did almost he hit... a squeak like helium? No, kind of. He, 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 he hit, hit them? every single note. It was oh, yeah. it was, Harrison. It was pitch perfect. Honestly, it was great. Oh, I love um, but yeah, so <clears throat> it was the Super Bowl in uh, Minnesota, and obviously they they just been knocked out. I think they not got knocked out either. Championship game, game to the Philadelphia Yeah, Eagles, yeah, yeah. So, yep. but I mean, you know, in fairness to them, they were they the, the team was beat up, and they, you know, so they said that they were just. There was no way they were going to make the Super Bowl because they'd just been decimated. So um, they, <clears throat> it was interesting watching the game with them because it's you know when you when someone someone does something for a living, but then they become they they weren't quite. I'm not going to say they were fans of the sport, but it was interesting watching the game with them and what they saw. And you know they knew some of the keys from the from the team they played previously. And mm-hmm. you know so that was good fun. And so he's they- got a lovely dog. You you basically got to watch a Super Bowl with them almost breaking down the tape in progress, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the game went, and it was the that was the um, that was the uh, Nick Foles Eagles Patriots, thank the you, best Super game. Bowl on the planet. Yeah, but some of the stuff, you know, they called they called the Eagles win, like I'm talking early doors when they're just like, really, guys, is it is it that simple? But you know, that was really interesting just to. The obviously the inside knowledge that they have, even more so than they were telling me, you know, the stuff that they just kind of knew and could feel and see, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. They eat an awful lot of food as well. I'll just <laughs> all, put that. All they eat it. Yeah, what was the menu? Uh, it was. I mean, they had they had food brought in, so there was pizza, wings, ribs. Um, Great choices. Everyone, say again. Great choices. No Great Scotch choices. eggs. Yeah. Mac, yeah. mac and cheese, which I'm like, there were no Scotch eggs. No. <laughs> oh, so hold on. Hold on. See, so if you don't like cheese, pizza, you have cheese in the pizza? It's got to have the barbecue base. Cover up the okay. cheese. Okay. So, yeah, that's the only, and that's the only time I'll eat cheese. How did you do with the mac and cheese? Or you used to evade? Nah, 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 yeah, nah, yeah, nah, okay. nah. Pass, pass. Swipe, okay. swipe left. So, you, swipe so left. You, you'd have your chicken wings with, with ranch dressing, not blue cheese? None of none of those barbecue or ketchup. Let's let's ranch. Oh, okay, not even Ooh. buffalo. No, oh, really? Yeah. Why? Why? It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> Kenny knows what he likes. Busted. Yes, he does. These decisions make me doubt your ability to read Julio Jones, Mike Evans yeah, debates very now. well. To be honest, don't, no, don't worry. I have, <laughs> there's an explanation. I have a, a, a really bad sweet tooth, so. Just anything with lots of sugar in, I'm down for it. So, so, it, so what would you be kind of your final meal then? It was a sweet based. What would it be? Say that again, sorry. If you had like have a final meal and you've got a bit of a sweet tooth, what would you have as your final meal? Jazz is so, so angry with you, he's wishing death on you already. No, no, I, I, uh, I've got a sweet tooth as well, so I want to hear the. If you were uh, to die, I want right to hear now. a man's no. choice of sweet food. You've got anything to. Not necessarily a sweet meal. My, my, at this precise moment in time. My final meal would be a chicken katsu curry from Wagamama's. That would be my okay. my go-to. I don't know what that thing is that they put on the salad with the with yeah the, the little the little little pickle thing yeah yeah yeah, 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 those, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah I'll go to town like on crack. Those. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what's what's your uh, what's your NFL team, Kenny? Who do you support? Oh, this is contentious. So I, I went to uh, NFL 
2003, 2004, mm-hmm. basically watching Mike Vick highlight reels, right? That was so that was when it was Warwick Dunn, Algie Crump, Crumpler, whose names I know now. I definitely didn't know their names at the time. Mm-hmm. I knew Mike Vick was though. Um, but then he, I'll just say he left. He moved he did, on. He, he had a break. Had he had trouble. a break from the Falcons. Mm. Yeah. And then I, that was when I realized, wow, I don't actually know anyone else on this team, you know? Um, and when I say I was a Falcons fan, I didn't watch any games. I just used to, literally, I would wait. This is when YouTube wasn't really a thing back in 2003. So there was kind of highlight reels on, I used to watch them on High Five. Mm-hmm. Or like MySpace, you know, you can find some, you can find some, some videos there tom had um, sent you the link on myspace yeah he's well, a helpful like guy, that guy or something yeah. crap like that exactly yeah. <laughs> you guys are showing your age it's good i mean i'm in good company yeah. oh yeah <laughs> um so i i just when he left the falcons i didn't really support the falcons because i didn't know anyone else mm-hmm. i can't tell you who their quarterback was after him to be honest um and then he kind of when he came back he kind of came back with the eagles and i was like well I can't just support the Eagles because he's there now. So honestly, um, along that same period, my twin, I have a twin brother and he supports the Patriots. So I spend, yeah, exactly. I spend about, (laughs) about 10, 12 years just being like anyone but the Patriots. (laughs) And nowadays I have a, I have a soft spot for the Packers, still a bit of a soft spot for the Falcons, but I'll support anyone who's offense, a, a decent offense is, is where, I might. It makes the games a lot more enjoyable for me, to be fair. So, so more like come... a players and offense supporter rather than a specific team. And the precisely, that. yeah. You can come so to I, Philadelphia love... now, then, Kenny. No, now uh, we've got sorry. AJ Brown come into that studly Philadelphia offense. Yeah. I, I, need to, I need crap. to see it first. I need to see it first. I'm not really being. I, I was. I was hoping I wouldn't need to talk about Philadelphia on this call, but <laughs> you know, this is. Uh, yeah, I, I need to see. Like Nick Foles is, do you know what? With McNabb, and I'm going way back here again. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no. This is I like good. that Eagles setup. I liked it with Vic and Deshaun Jackson. I loved, you know, that basically exclusive. Oh, Macklin yeah. Jackson, Shady McCoy, Shady Vic. Right? That was just that so was yeah. you, you must You must have enjoyed the Chiefs the last couple of years there. Absolutely. Having yeah. a dream, a dream to watch, you know, Patrick Mahomes do what he does. Um, I also like, the bills uh, away from from the from Tyreek Hill doing the kind of deep threat every play stuff. I like the way they changed a bit this past season, yeah. changed his role and still managed to use him within the game and you know be effective with it rather than just throwing the ball downfield because their game had to change from the past mm-hmm. two seasons where it was just like yeah we can throw bombs. It's going to have to change again to. now they've lost him so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I I don't think so because I think it will be more of it'll be more similar to what it was last year because they'd come away from the mega reliance on his taking the top off the defense, mm-hmm. right? On the deep threat. So I think it'd be a bit more of the same. Um, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. You don't, you don't, you know, it, it's like Josh Allen, Patrick, there, there's two or three of them who that's just who you're playing against. Like you can't, you can't buy that. You can't coach it. It's yeah. just who it is. So, and I think you put any, half decent receivers around him he'll he'll do great that the two super bowls ago where that he, he made that pass like when he's like horizontal to the ground mm-hmm. yeah and the mm-hmm. ball hit mm-hmm. the you know it, it, i'm like 
just give him some guys that can catch. He'll he'll get <laughs> yeah. them the ball. That's, like, that's what I said. That's what after the, that game against the, the yeah. Bucks game, I came out to the podcast and said all he needs is the number of times he had the the, the receiver here. Just yeah. put your hands up and just in front of your face Together. and you catch it. And it's a different game completely. Legit, Jazz. I could do that job. I'm like, if you needed someone for one game who <laughs> will catch there. a football. Sign me up, you know, yeah. one day contract. I'm there, Super Bowl. Yeah. Did you I'm still, your... I'm still dropping it, so not me. <laughs> did you have your name in the draft then this year, Kenny? Did you, did you, did you uh, declare? Were you eligible? Um, did you? It's, it's, it's way down there. I am still eligible. I keep, I keep trying. Like, nah, I'm not eligible at all. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know, we know a soon. budding NFL agent on this podcast, Whitney Holtzman, who you met when we were in um, Radio yeah. Row. You know. Yeah. If you if you say you can do the job, she buys into people. You're your a way. good person. She'll get you okay, into the okay. building somewhere. She's got half our guys I mean, on a like rookie training contract at the moment, uh, mini camp contract or whatever it is at the moment, trying to get their first NFL gigs. So can maybe you we can just have one more to the list. If I if I made mini camp, you would never hear the last. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'd be calling up Julio Jones, be like, hey, hey. You let can me, do it. I can do it too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> let me give you a few tips, Julio. Let me uh, let me yeah. tell you how to. You know, get this... Tyreek, get those Ty hands Hague. up. I, I I can tell you how to catch, mate. It's cool. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Man, you... So, Jazz, are you, are you are you a Steelers fan, or is that more? Yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. So, I my history of sports teams and following them it always starts off with liking a player, and then okay. following the player, following the player, and then it becomes wanting the, the team to win around the player. And then want the team to win. So I started watching the I started watching a little bit, sort of same time as you, but the the Raiders Bucks Super Bowl era that that mm. season, and then went off for a little bit, and then st- turned on when the Colts were playing the Steelers in the playoffs in the 2005. I saw this waft of hair pick off Peyton Manning and take it back 20 yards, and thought, <laughs> oh, I like him. He looks really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him. Yeah. And followed their Super Bowl run. Obviously, it was great they won, but I wasn't really into that at that point. Mm. I just wanted Troy to do well, and then yeah. carried on, carried on, carried on. Of course, he became the player that he became. Yeah. And then yeah. every time I watched them play, I wanted to see this to win. I remember watching the Ravens games when there was like thirteen ten or something like that, and just being on the edge of my seat the whole way through it, just yeah. wanting, yeah. willing it to happen. So ever yeah. since then, I've been yeah a Steeler fan the whole way through. I'd love to obviously go to Hinesfield and watch it, but. Pittsburgh is probably not the best city in the world to go and visit as a tourist, from what I've heard. But mm. good for a good to go wave the terrible towel around for. It, it literally, I, I think it's good around the football. Nothing. Yeah. Else Nothing more aside from apart from maybe uh, everyone talks about the Pramanti brothers sandwich. That's about it with the the chips inside it. But that's that's as far it's as probably, it's probably got. It's probably got cheese in it. I'm, not <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they would make it without cheese for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the high, that was another thing when I went to Philly for the first time. They were like, "Oh, you got to try." Philly cheesesteak, and I was like, "Yeah, cool." And then they just start throwing. But the the, the 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 liquid cheese isn't really cheese. So uh, so, well, so why? So like, literally, <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's yeah. not cheese. That American cheese looks gross. It's it does, like, but it's probably it's, delicious. My food is swimming now. I don't. I don't want that. I don't. You know. I just. It's the culture, yeah. man. Come on. It's glue as well, though. It keeps it all together. Yeah, I did make an absolute mess without the cheese, to be fair. So I I'm, bet I'm you did. Yeah. <laughs> but they have like really strict ordering policies at that like Gino's and Pat's kind of corner, those places. It yeah. was G- so yeah, yeah, it was I Gino. love the idea of you going up there and being like, Philly cheesesteak, hold the cheese. I can't imagine yeah, but, that goes yeah. down well at all. Honestly, the, the, the lady who was serving me, she kind of like, you know, when they stop and look around, like, 
is this guys, a I don't know. Camera? Should you be here? <laughs> I don't know what to do here. This is this is not, you know. What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they but probably no, had more cool. people go up and order it without the steak and having for like, asking for like steak oh. replacement than they have yeah, with the yeah, cheese. Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, you want a Philly cheesesteak without the cheese? Oh. <laughs> so you just want a Philly steak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that's uh, AJ note? Brown's nickname actually now, the Philly steak. Philly steak. He's just so muscle. <laughs> He's a big Beast. boy, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> if he can yeah. stay healthy, man. If he can stay healthy, it will be. Uh... So, so we know you like Julio Jones. Who, as a wide receiver, Kenny? Who, who do you like? He's a, you know, I mean, Julio Jones is technically still playing, but he's on the way out. Who, who do you like? Who's your favorite wide right receiver now? now? Yeah. I mean, the easy answer would be like Cooper Cup and blah blah blah. Yeah, great. You say that, as, you know. So nice. Yeah, great man. Man, <laughs> MVP of the league. He's like. just again. He, he's more because like, okay. So the thing you, I, I'm sure you've all seen that clip of him like uh, doing the post game interview, and he's like, "Oh, like, what do you?" And then he just goes way off tangent, X's and O's, and I mean, you, uh, dude, whatever, get out. Like, I, I, for me, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, honestly, it's like that. you're not you're bloody you're geek, not, right? <laughs> it's like you should. For me, I, I want I want receivers that kind of like bit of swag. No, 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 it's not the show off thing. It's like you, I think you can feel the game, right? I think you can, there's ways. So, like, uh, for example, I loved um, uh, Kelsey. That play, kind of, I think, where it was like, yeah. where, they, where, they, where, where they had the drive against the Bills, and it was like, we just made it up. That, for me, that's football in its purest form. Like, you can't, that's not, uh, they were in a two high and then they rolled to a three, and we went, mm, that's, that's, that's BS. Like you're, you're. <laughs> you want you want the musician rather than the Stephen Hawking. You want jazz musician on the football yes. field reading it and reacting rather than a Stephen 100%. Hawking with the chaos. mathematical analytical brain. Yeah. I chaos. want the I want the feel. There was a it, was, it felt hot over here. It was colder. You know whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, you want the Showtime Lakers as opposed to the Triangle Offense. That's what you want. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. How so, does that work? How does that coach? I mean, like you, you, you help out in a lot of flag football and stuff. You, right, you know how to get. Do you know what to... it is? It's it's, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this way out there, right? So I'm just just <laughs> quote me on this. It's like, uh, did, you, did you guys have watched Dragon Ball Z? Yep. Yeah. Sure. Right? Cooper Cup right now is Android 17. Okay. What I'm talking about is Android 18, where <laughs> you've 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 got all that all those X's and O's. So Fucking loser, jeez. <laughs> But you've done it so much, it becomes Brilliant. an art rather than it, it, it becomes a feel rather than a. Have you, have you, have you, what's the, the Beautiful Mind? That maths film. Yeah. Where yeah. They're, they're talking about formulas and they're like, oh, but it's such a, it's such a quaint formula. It's so beautiful and it's you know, and one was rigid and they're talking about like formulaic stuff, right? But it's like there's a definite art to it. There's a definite feel that you can bring to it you know there's a julio jones and there's and there's a mike evans grinding it out and you know getting moving the sticks and oh great he's got the ball again yeah does mike evans even ever line up in slot like it just (laughs) horrid i don't it's so doesn't need to he's he's, he needs to be out wide where he's dangerous but show show us show me something else be show me some i'm not gonna say he hasn't got flair 
but he hasn't got flair. You know, like he hasn't. Okay, Odell Beckham in his prime, you must have loved, right? Yeah, he was. He's 100%. a pure receiver, catch it anywhere and do right. something. Right, and I don't. I, 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 know, as much as I love the dances and the, I, in in its receiving form, like watch how he moves around the field. Mm. They kept banging on about him at the Browns about oh, but he he goes off script. He goes da 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 da. da. Baker doesn't like him because he doesn't know where he's going to be. That's a Baker problem. That's not like. Because and oh, proof is in the pudding. Like that's not not a Baker problem though. That's... Well, look at what he did. Look at what he did when he went to the Rams. Probably because he's he's stuck to McVeigh's offense. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. I think he knew he was paying. You know, he, he had that knew, Bitcoin yeah. contract where he, he lost about seventy five percent of it. He had yeah. to make some money back somehow. Well, so he had to stick know, around. We say that, but and, and again, I, I don't. I, I hear what gets said in the press and kind of what gets fed back. I'm like, there's no way. 90%, 80%, whatever percentage you want to use, at, in, at the Browns, he was running the wrong route. There, there is no way. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for right? sure. So, yeah, agreed. It, 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 I'm saying there's a there, there's still an element where he was huge under working with Eli at the Giants. Because I think, again, I, I don't call it going off script. It's just not as... Prescri- he doesn't follow the prescription. He he adds a little. <laughs> we got American football's Jerry Garcia on here, reading the feeling the ebb and flow of everything, man. Like... <laughs> Wouldn't you? I would say that there's a lot. You know, the truly great wide receivers. There's there's an element of that where it's like like Antonio Brown. You know, there's only so much you can draw stuff out for a player like that. Like at a certain After point, that, you, you need just to just give them the play. ball. Yeah, yeah. and they're the gonna same. get it. Yeah. So which is the best receiver-quarterback combination that you can think of then? Because, I mean, that's to make the receiver good, that's the other part that needs to gel, is the quarterback has to be able to have that intrinsic read that he knows that receivers are going to go slightly off script or change that way. So I think that's a tough question, right? And there's a number of things about it. Because it depends on... For me, productivity is not necessarily the same as... As I said, as the the, the artistry, the, mm-hmm. the the knowing where each other are, right? So, there and just to name a few off the bat, we look at Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, right? We look at um, and I say like Mike Vick and Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. as different types of combinations where, like, when they want to make something happen, they make it happen. Uh, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. In that 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 last drive in oh, this last no Super Bowl, look. I mean that no look is is madness. And if and I would like to say, blow my own trumpet, I saw that when it happened. I didn't I didn't need a replay to show me that he no looked it. I was like, oh, he definitely just looked the defender off, like no, and more than looked him off before looking yeah. very fast. You could see in he his body looking, shape, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely the wrong way, right? So it it, it you know. Again, like Brady and Gronkowski, Brady and Edelman, like it depends what your, you know, definition is. But uh, or yeah, I'm not even going to say the Cardinals one. Um, so for me, the, the, a pairing that I really like to see, um, I, I said like, for, for me, Mahomes Kelsey is a big one. I loved Michael Vick, Deshaun Jackson. I loved when. Uh, I don't know what I've done with all my names today. It's been a long day for me. Big Ben um, and Antonio Brown. Say again. Big Ben and Antonio Brown. No, I I don't. 
<laughs> Jazz well, just can't yeah, win just, tonight. Just, 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 uh, throw one up. <laughs> Rejected. I, I don't think. I don't think they had a chemistry like that. Okay. I don't know if that makes any sense. I think they were two really good players who could get the job done. But I think there were some players who, like, Adams, yeah, Adams, and Rogers, like that. I like that. Yes, yes. Big Big Ben was very uh, like. Well, San Antonio going off to Big Ben, going off piece though, wasn't he? He wasn't like, uh, you know, the amount of times that he rolled outside it's the pocket, and he was just, he was just, yeah, he was just improvising, extending the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Again, it's, it, uh, I was going to say with um, Big Ben and, and San Antonio Holmes, that was more of a genuine connection, yeah, cohesion, right? Than it was with Ant, because you know, you know, yeah. And Antonio Brown's a bit volatile as well, so it doesn't make for no, come on, an easy really? hey, hey. You... <laughs> I don't know. hey, throwing <laughs> throwing gummy dicks at the police doesn't make him volatile. Yeah, if he does that on stage, he's a great comedian. Come on, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what about okay? Because the one that springs to mind, if you're talking about like chemistry relationships, is Manning and Marvin Harrison. Because yeah. those two could line up on a play and Manning could change the play four times and still know exactly that Marvin Harrison is going to do that from what he's seen. That's, to me, probably the best relationship of a receiver so my Question. So my question to you is, because and this is the difference in the cohesion, right? Yeah, yeah. Was Marvin Harrison being told what to do or were they seeing the same thing? And, and, and that's a, mm. because and that example, that, that Chiefs, uh, example where it was where you know they're just like hey just just get open you know and it's like All right, okay cool and they both see the same thing that's on a different level that's like we go home and we play computer games together type cohesion you know, where they're buddies like that where then that's what I mean are, are they just two people who are really good at their jobs and mm. you know I love the way Jazz just got up and left just then. I was like, whoa. Yeah, he's out. He didn't even he yeah. like the disrespect to <laughs> Big Ben. Yeah, I, this is why I was so surprised about, um, you know, Devontae Adams leaving Green Bay because it's so hard to get those connections where you have a, a wide receiver one and a quarterback and it works consistently over a number of years. And I know that they would have had to have paid him loads of money, but I just feel like, well, just do it. I mean, it's so hard to get that connection. Just... Uh, so there's a, there's know. the uh, I may potentially an unpopular opinion here. Have you done the draft already, by the way? We have spoken about the draft, but feel free to come back. I mean, we don't really. I'm sure, your opinions are much well, better than ours, anyway. So just <laughs> the, the so there's the business side. It's the ugly side of the NFL, right? Yeah. Where you know, eventually players kind of have to start looking out for themselves, and it's not great, and it's not you know you don't really get. People talk about it. you don't really get the loyalty anymore to a particular team. You don't get, you know, um, and that's why I, I don't. It's not. It wasn't a surprise to me that, yeah, as much as again from a purist standpoint, like you guys have got to stay together. It's amazing football for us all. But it will be very interesting too because he and Derek Carr are definitely like really close buddies. Mm, yeah. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what that works out as. Um, but yeah, so. do you think you can I find that chemistry again think, though after so much time not playing together? You don't. If if it was real, and I think it was, I don't think you lose it. I think I think yeah. you find you know whatever you're you're being asked to do. I think there's just an understanding of mm, 
he's going left here. I'm going to throw it left. He's going left. And you know, and you just find that again. I think it's like that. That bit's like the proverb, like like riding a bike, right? You just yeah. you don't. Yeah, yeah. I think don't. the I guess the thing about Adams as well, he's a sneaky, a little bit old. So like he's been in the league longer than I. I don't know, like that I kind of have in my head sometimes. So like he's 29 now. I think he is he going to turn 30 during this season? Yeah. He'll turn 30 during this season coming. So like if Green Bay were looking at contracts of like four years, like the Raiders have given it, it's like, I guess it makes sense. It's just, it just seems crazy. Like you're saying, I just really feeding into what you're saying, like this connection. I just, it's just surprising when you would voluntarily let that go when it's working so well. It's like, I mean, we could say that about like, it's not just like wide receiver one and QB. You say that about like head coaches and quarterbacks and stuff. Yeah. It always feels yeah. like you have these marriages. You're like, just keep doing it. It's yeah, carry on doing it. But it, yeah. yeah, I mean, and by, by the time you throw in a couple of GMs into that, a couple of yeah, owners, sure, it, right? it all just goes, Yeah, it, it's yeah. not as, I keep coming to the word pure. It's not as pure as, as we would like it to be because yeah. you know, I think there's a lot going on. Agents as well. Ugh. Agents. Ugh. Don't tell Whitney I said that. <laughs> we love you. I was going to say, we love you, Whitney. Whitney Holtzman, wonderful agent, the female Holtzman. Jerry Maguire. Of course, we will always have time for Whitney. Other agents, obviously. No, Other, no. of course, of course, exactly. Although, exactly. what's his, Aline Schreinberger or whoever we get at the Super Bowl every single year? He's a great guy as well. Really nice um, guy. Okay, that's like, two yeah. then. That's two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No one least. else. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're not all... Until we, until we talk to another one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll add them in. Although, if we had Drew Rosenhaus on here, I'd still say he's a piece of crap. <laughs> oh, say that again, Jess, sorry. If we had Drew Rosenhaus on here, I'd still say he's a piece of crap, because he seems oh, like wow. okay. the snakiest okay. of snakes from everything I've seen and read. Wow. What if what if everything you've seen and read is not not true of the man? Would you would you give him a chance? Does he get a chance, or is he just... I would, but then he'd have to have some way of accounting for all the things he has done and and how he's played off teams and players and how he's manipulated things in the media. He is was also not... Antonio Brown's agent. It was clearly out for all of Antonio Brown's money. Is that just not his job? I'm not saying it's not his job, but you can do it in a nice way, can't you? I mean, you can you can do things the nice way or you can do it the horrible way, but yeah. just you still do the same be... job, but just be a good person around it, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, come on, no, man. You're my... talking about wanting to keep it pure, and then <laughs> we we got oh, to be no, able to lambast the, the, the... Well, it, uh, pure. Pure takes on a diff few different forms. If, as I said, if it's just a guy doing his job, like hey. he's a pure agent, I guess. I mean, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. if, if your goal <laughs> is being an asshole, then you've nailed it. I, I just got this funny image of Jazz uh, talking to Drew Rosenhaus, and he's like, um, "Your proper he's being propositioned to be your friend or something, and he's got to convince you that you're <laughs> yeah. worthy." Yeah. Uh, the friend. weirdest reality show ever. Yeah. Yeah. Convince Jazz <laughs> this time on NBC. <laughs> and we be friends. Next week, Kirk Cousins. Oh, no. That's a. Just start at that one. <laughs> Unpopular opinion on the uh -oh. draft. Oh, yeah. I thought you could sell Kirk Cousins. Sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, no. I like I like Kirk. Kirk's a nice guy. Don't, don't, cool. don't, don't, don't. I'm sure don't, he's a lovely guy. He's not jazz. very good at being a QB. That's a problem. <laughs> he's, a, he's a nice guy. We're going to. Tell us about the draft. So, I don't like the draft one bit. Not okay. one bit. And I'm going to paint a picture for you, okay? okay? And tell me if it's the draft or if it's a farmer's market. So you have an owner of a piece of flesh, body, 
walking, moving, limbs, etc. Said owner brings said piece of flesh out and parades it in front of everyone. You know, might have it walk a bit, walk around, jump some things, run a bit, catch some things. And then owners jostle for position to own, not just buy, own said piece of flesh. Full stop. Discuss. Well, the NFL draft, I think, is a wonderful thing. Firstly, after that description of it, I think it provides great entertainment for us as viewers. <laughs> it gives a lot to the cities that, that get to host it. They've created it into a real experience. So to say it's a farmer's market, I think is unfair. I think what? it's more like a farmer's market with like a fairground and a big light show attached to it. I'd say talent show. <laughs> it's a talent show, isn't it? That's what it really is. <clears throat> is it show. a talent show, though? Is it a talent show? Because I might, like... I mean, you're hitting on the kind of it's... crux of what makes the NFL great, but also kind of messed up is that it's like a capitalist money-making machine, but very socialist at its core. And every player has to jump through these socialist hoops if they want to play the game. Right. And if I wanted to take the take this to a less smiley, you know, left turn for a bit, I'm like, and I'm just asking the question now. I love the NFL. I love everything we do. Don't <laughs> quote me on this. How, so my genuine question, like, how does it differ, if we're going to have a serious conversation for a bit, how does it differ from, like, a slaver's market? I knew that was coming. Because that's, that's, that's exactly when you said farmer's market. Right. I was like, as I a, know what he actually means when he's saying this. <laughs> as a white guy, I'm just going to excuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to put the mic down right now. No, <laughs> no, 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 I, again, I know no, it's a very... You, you make know, a very good point. To... You make a very good point because you're looking mm. at the people's backgrounds, you're looking at their physicality, you're making them do and jump through the hoops you'd have to jump through. Mm. And you're trying to decide who fits your... In some ways, if you go back to, say, the Django Unchained film, it's so much yeah. like Mandingo fighting, isn't it? You want your stable of players or fighters to win what you're going to mm. win. Mm-hmm. The only difference, of course, is these players are reimbursed quite handsomely for their time and their potential harm compared to when they were slaves or owned outright mm-hmm. i would agree with you that the players don't have the freedom that they otherwise would do but then in team sports you don't have that freedom otherwise you wouldn't have the ability to have a cohesive league if the players had the choice to change team every year on the whim of whatever they wanted to do mm-hmm. well, we wouldn't have a chance to see teams really succeed very well all the best teams would have all the best players yeah. new york yeah. and yeah. la would, would dominate like the whole the scene if you like the, the Premier League or, or Florida would, yeah. no taxes. So, so mm. you, you said you said they're, they're rewarded quite handsomely for, and you were very carefully in just the words, the potential of harm. So yes. funny enough, at, at Super Bowl, someone described, and I cannot remember who, now it's going to kill me, but someone described football, especially the NFL, as players being paid to hurt themselves, like to, to you, your health was being yeah. bought from you as a player, right? So I'm like, and this is not me trying to convert the, the NFL into flag football because I think that would, that would be, yeah, <laughs> that would not be great for anyone. But it, I think it's just interesting to me as a as a, it's something I, I've been thinking about recently. And I'm not just to be honest, I'm not saying I have an answer. I'm not also not saying it's very wrong because actually, the positive thing about it that I kind of like is it's predicated mostly predicated mostly in education, right? So actually, compared to you know, the FA and football here in the UK where yeah. kids get 
pulled in, you know, at, from the age of 11, 12, mm. through the academy and then dropped at 16, but don't have an education, whatever, at least. Mm. The draft is based off, ideally, you go to college, you go through the college football process, you get the education mm. off the back of it, and you, you know, so that's, I think that's a really good thing. I just think it's interesting how the there are some similarities in the, the, the breeding, right, of these super athletes has, has, has changed now where actually they're bred through the college system more than pairing people together and being like, oh, give us kids that are going to be big and strong and tall or whatever. Um, and then I said that process of, because the other thing is you have the game for from, from the last four years for most college players. Why do you still need them to come and run a 40, do the vertical, do the broad jump. Why do you need to, you know, I can understand interviews. I can understand that because you're offering someone a job. You want to find out what kind of personality they have. Mm. Why do they have to, why do they still have to put on the physical show? And that's, that's the bit that I'm just like, it feels like parading. They can compare like for like then. So if yeah. you've got, you know, you can't compare just by watching game film of like Can especially for the smaller we colleges do it, well those of us that that watch kind of soccer football normal football we do it all the time we do but then if you the trouble you have i think that the the issue you have there is that if you have players in the scc who are playing against the elite competition week in week out i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, so that's that's league a that's french league go on yeah and then you have players in a different league who yeah. aren't against the same competition. So say, for example, you've got a receiver that runs a 4-3 and you've got mm. a cornerback who runs a 4-2. You know mm. they're both really fast. You don't know definitely which one's the fastest. And you can't say quantitatively exactly how much faster that player is than receiver B in a different league. Whereas if you have those stats and numbers, you can say, okay, well, if he gets into open space, he's not going to be caught. Whereas if you have Kyle, it just on game... Kyle form, Walker and Vinicius, like... Vinicius Junior, you 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 we don't and I, to be honest, I don't I don't know that in soccer they don't time them running. I, you know I don't know that for a fact. Mm. But I'm like we do it all the time. Where you know who's the fastest right back in the Premiership? I mean, no, just, no one really knows. Yeah, no it's just a number. boring discussion, right? Yeah, Again? but then, yeah, but that's a really boring discussion. But if you're as somebody looking at it from a coach or an owner's point of view which isn't a great position to be if we're going around like the cattle market sort of discussion of it. But yeah. if you're looking at it from that point of view, if you're willing to invest millions of dollars into an individual, you mm. don't want to have a rough estimation of maybe if they're the fastest guy or not, you want to know who are the top five or six fastest. I think it's a bit like, uh, to put it in uh, motor racing terms, I think it's like qualifying and race day. Yeah. yeah. Race, race pace is one thing for sure. And you've got mm -hmm. loads of game tape from college that shows a player's race pace. If you want to know mm -hmm. who the fastest cars are on a weekend in a Formula One qualifiers, uh, the answer. Yeah. yeah, it's it's Saturday qualifying. That's a great that's, analogy. Why, why do qualifiers matter if they can't do it on race day? Because because, it's, you because the guys that can do both, the guys that maybe can qualify third or fourth consistently and then put no, in a race pace on a Sunday that can then win that, it on race day. But that makes sense if you've got the point system. And I, I've watched Formula One shows, so I'm more clued up on this, right? So that, that counts. <laughs> I can feel this, like, oh, don't come at I me. I love this. Yeah, all right, okay. Because third and fourth in Formula One, you get points for it, right? You want, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But if you're looking for the best guy, 
I don't care if he can if he comes twentieth every qualifiers, come race day ends up first. That's who I'm taking. I but look at but look at George Russell. George Russell missed a Saturday in a bad Williams car. Can continually get his car eleventh, twelfth, sometimes in the top ten. Mercedes right. see that and go, this guy has the raw pace that if we put him in a better car, he can actually show and flex his stuff even more. But which you we've knew seen that from that... when he was in Formula Two. Possibly, but there's a, still a step up to to taking right, on but my, I think the my, big. My point to you, welcome my point, to my the Formula you, One think... podcast. Using it, Formula One wasn't my idea, right? That was someone else. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that was, was my bad. Idea. Sorry, you know, no, it was all you. were taking him on. No, I, Kenny, I think I think I think you're right. I think that that there's truth in everything you're saying. The only thing I'd say with like, you know, doing, um, you know doing the uh you know different tests of like strength and speed and i i think that that is just more information they're just looking for as much information as they can get and they pull all that together and then make a decision so why would you what's the negative part of doing that of doing a 40 time of doing a vertical leap like you know so uh, again again, for me the negative that i'm pulling from it is the connotations and and here's what i'm saying okay that 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 need for more information is yeah. and I, this is this is where I think it is, is for someone to say I've done my research, I've done my due diligence, I've made this pick, and here are my reasons, right? Yeah. And fair enough. Rather than it being mega subjective, yeah, it's but it's more I believe so that if that pick goes wrong, that person who made that pick can say, ah, oh, here are the stats that I used to pick it. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, it's the just, science. It's not me. Or justify like, their existence. Yeah. Right. But rather, and I, I, I feel like you're putting these players through an unnecessary show because, again, and, and I, t- I take your point, Jazz, about, you know, different leagues, different styles of football, etc. You're not, I'm not going to, if I, if, um, oh, what's an example I can use for this? If I've got, I'm not going to, if I, if I want someone that plays Jurgen Klopp style of football, yeah. very Liverpool, by the way, like, I'm not going to go and pick a defender from Burnley unless I've seen traits from him playing that allow that make me think, oh, he can do what I can do. Um, Nathan Ake, Man City defender, mm. came from Chelsea Bournemouth. and Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth, I want to say, right? Mm-hmm. That made that transition to Man City. I was like, whoa. He was at Chelsea before that. He was a Chelsea player beforehand. Before Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But I'm talking about Nathan Ake at Bournemouth, right? Where the team's not particularly great and whatever. He, he was a very good player in that team, though. Yeah, yeah. so I get it. So, he shows so he, that... he, you can see what you don't need to now pull that player and, and take him through, uh, run a 40 yard dash. Run. Yes, they do still test them, but I think that's more of a fitness test than a test to see how they perform. So yeah, you know, that makes would sense. You, would you rather, I mean, just because again, we're talking about things like the combine and the draft is like the show. Would you <clears> rather that the kind of the show was scaled back? So, Rather than having a combine, we have the pro days, which still take place anyway when they're in a more comfortable situation, and it's kind of more behind closed doors a bit. That like there's a no, camera, you know, but it's sorry. not a multicam setup kind and of. And also, let me be clear. Sorry, and my point, my fault for not a pro day. I believe is way more uh, representative, right, of the player's skill and ability than a forty time is, or you know, a vertical jump. You can jump. You can jump like. Because at the end of the day, you still have to time your jumps. You still have to jump in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You still have to have awareness while you're up there. A pro day, 
is a much better test of all those things. And I would, I would love a pro day. I'm like, I, I, you know, because to be fair, and you know, I'll caveat my own rant here. When they move on to the pro star element of, of the the pro day star element of the draft, when it's the catching and the movement, I'm more into that because I'm like, let's see how you mm, move here. Let's see what goes I, on. I, I agree with that, but Kenny, don't you think that some players benefit from the combine? Like, if you're a player who's got raw athleticism. Then you want to show off. You want to show off your speed, your size, your strength, and then you're hoping an NFL team will take a punt on you, and they'll develop your skill set and your knowledge and the football. Whichever way, whichever way you go, they might be happy with the combine. Whichever way you go on it, someone benefits because someone might not test Mm. well, right? Someone might not be the physical specimen. Mm. Uh, Videos of Tom Brady coming you know doing his draft yeah every year but like yeah. he's not you know cooper cup didn't look mega athletic coming out uh what's his name raiders kid hunter renfro thank you yeah i'm looking at him like all right you came to draft yeah okay it's like 10 <laughs> stone do you want to do a bench press or something before you came out no okay but, you know great players great right? fundamentals and I, I, though I'm so yeah so <laughs> outliers potentially but that's why you look at everything though otherwise those guys wouldn't have been you know, drafted and successful. Yeah. So there's, there's two think, things with that as well, though. I, I, I think because of draft day and the draft, the way the draft is done, I think we have missed out on many great footballers, purist again, sorry, you know, who have lost out to guys who were mega athletic. John, John Ross, John Ross. Yeah. yeah. The receiver, yeah. Ran that blistering 40 yard dash, 424 back, you know, two years ago, three years ago. Never lived up to the physical specimen at the Bengals, yeah. Never really got it. He did some bits, he caught some touchdowns, two or three, I believe. And then I always liked I always liked him because he had every he had the physical attributes, I guess, as we're talking about. Like every you know, he had height, he had ability, he had hands, he could jump, and then yeah, something just didn't quite click to take him to the the NFL level, so to speak. Yeah. 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 So two things with the combine though. The combine allows you to have all the best prospects in one room or in one place to test all at the same time so teams can do all their evaluations and do a lot of it at the same time. It's also from what everyone says, it's one of those times of the year where everyone, all the teams, GMs and agents, they get a chance, scouts, to, talk to, them and they get a well, chance yeah. to have a kind of a, a knees up and a bit of a social to go with it. Going back to your point about kind of our football or soccer, if you will, in terms of knowing you have a player that would fit into a system. The difference between, I think, between our football and American football is our football requires a lot more intricate skill with your feet to make the ball move. So you can be an exceptional athlete and run really, really fast and be terrible at football. But you, and I'm not saying that's not the case for NFL, but if you have blistering speed and you're a cornerback, well, then your recovery speed is, is high enough to be able to cope with a lot of what you have to do. And then you, if you have the physical tools, you can be coached into, okay, so you're going to do more bump and run coverage. You're going to be shadow you're going to be inside shade outside shade you can try and coach those aspects into a player now whether or not that's successful different conversation my favorite one of all that i always talk about is vernon golston back in i think it was 2007 Mm. combine monster goes sixth to the jets i think he has two sacks in five years out of the league so i completely get your point but i do think it's really helpful for the teams and to and to try and evaluate the athleticism of those players and maybe in certain positions might have it more so the yeah. first thing, the first thing you described to me, Jazz, there is a networking meeting. Like you yeah. could have exactly the same players invited to the same location, same 
meets up for the coaches and whatever without the combine. You know, like that's I, I just, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm just really digging in here on the doubling down on the on I the, like on it. The I love it. I love combine it. side of things. Um, don't I, I hear your point on the essence of you know because we see a lot of it with the international player pathway and the, this search for where it's like give us a physical specimen and we'll turn them into mm-hmm. great players. Yeah, yeah. Don't underestimate the amount of technique that is required mm. to play a position well. Right, F.A. Abada, great human being, lovely guy. I'd appreciate if you could like cut this bit out for me so I can send it to him and be like, "Hey, listen to what I said about you." Uh, <laughs> I like, do that. He said you were part of some like be... weird slave trade, F.A. Oh, <laughs> 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 okay. cut that bit out. <laughs> you know, is he ever going to be a Hall of Famer? Are we ever going to get a, a Hall of Famer that comes? From the international player pathway or are they just too far behind yeah. from a technique standpoint right yeah. it, it, it's it's i get the idea that you can get because you can't teach six foot eight 280 pounds runs of four four five four six you can't coach that so if you can find that specimen to be able to put them in the game it is great but really and truly how great and i'm, I'm talking you know yellow jacket greatness yeah, yeah. How great could they be? I mean, FA's on the field. I'm going crazy wherever it's on my mobile phone or at the TV because, you know, I love everything that he's done and what he's doing. And I, I think what the work they're doing with those players is amazing. But I just still, you know, even, 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 even those guys, FA walks in a room, you don't need a combine to tell you that this is a beast of a human being. Like, mm-hmm. What does a combine? How does a combine benefit? And then, and then, yes, we could go. But they're all beasts, yes. though. At that level, that's the thing. You need you, you need like the small separators. The and that's the literally, so that's literally what I was going to say to you, right? Is is in America, you've got so many. I would say hundreds of thousands who are trying to make the NFL. All mm-hmm. of who can run, can catch, can you know spin move with, uh, uh, to some level or other, right? Is it that because there are so many, it's those minute you know differences is it the one that did the 22 you know bench presses over the one that did 21 is it does it is it really that minute mm-hmm. and i don't i don't believe it is because but, at the end right. of the day that's where i go back to There's, you've still got the four years of college tape you yeah, made yeah. your decision before you get to that point. got the interviews you have that yeah. weekend but, and, there's, and the but there's another element to yeah. this as well it's another element of like of discipline like obviously you've had discipline at college to even be like considered for the draft mm-hmm. you know you're already like you're already up there you know within that top one percent or whatever but like it's another level of discipline as well for these players to train in the off season after they finish college specifically for the combine to get in the best shape of their life and i think that that's part of what they're looking at as well these gms and stuff is like how bad do they want it are they going to jump through these hoops to get uh, I, I just don't it takes a lot of dedication to you... get ready for the combine they have specific coaches for it but that's just to make sure they perform and get the fastest 40 times to jump the highest it's not real why would they not why would they not have those same coaches year round well they because, do. i mean it's like they have strength and conditioning coaches don't but they? it's, but it's very specific so you go there see are very specific coach. coaches yeah. for yeah. the combine why do you not have them year round why do those coaches not coach nfl players in season out like 
you don't it's not it's not real i don't, I don't know okay okay like, another another, not, another one because we we were lucky enough to have a, a couple of beers with one of the coaches from the uh east west uh, game that we went shrine to the college game we went to the shrine bowl yeah uh in vegas this year and i remember talking to this coach albeit after a couple of beers <laughs> about how and you know, I asked him, "Are you in these situations? You know, it's it's a fun all star game. It's minimal play off, uh, minimal play playbook, kind of rough and ready. Seeing what these guys can do, basically, can they pick up basics of things like blocking, different schemes, and all that stuff?" And I said, "Do you watch them almost twenty four seven in this kind of moment of seeing how they act on the sideline with each other and all that kind of stuff?" And it was something I asked somebody at the international combine down at Tottenham last year. Uh-huh of how much you're paying attention actually to the drills that are going on and how much you're paying attention to, because you'll get a sheet with all the times. You don't need to watch somebody run that for no. two. But yeah, yeah. what some people do really like doing and some scouts really like doing and coaches really like doing is watching what they do in between those drills. Now, maybe that just means it's more of a day to study these players in a competitive environment. And I think that comes into it a lot. So the drills are almost like we get sucked into the drills because we're dumb human beings on the sideline. Like, oh my God, 25 on the bench press. That's amazing. <laughs> I could never do that. But actually You're the coaches right, yeah. and the scouts and and the guys involved in the game 24-7, they don't care about watching the drill until it gets to can they throw, can they catch, can they do all that. It's about everything else around it that they're kind of watching and judging a guy on, which I think is quite an interesting part of it in the kind of psychological analysis of these guys that is also, they can prepare for an interview with a coach. Like you should be able to go into an interview and say the right things to a team in theory. But when you don't think people are watching, that's when people are watching. So I'm going to, I'm going to, slightly challenge you Oli, because you were on the sideline we were on the same sideline right do you remember um his name is family family Oleseni. the yeah the yeah with the with the nose yeah all the yeah right so I, i've just seen just now that he's been signed to the raiders right yeah. undrafted right uh agent whatever and again wishing the best of luck do you remember him on the sideline in that game not really, yeah, kind of lingering right, and about that, and just, yeah. Right, so I, I think it's, I, I, I completely take your point. Um, I, I just, I just, there's a lot of, there's a lot, and it, you know what, it, it's, it's both ways, right? Because yes, you're talking about jobs where these players are earning a lot of money and so on and so forth. So for them, for the players themselves, yeah, they're trying to put themselves in the shop window every opportunity they get. They're trying to put their best foot forward and so on and so forth. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just... I think it's a great discussion. I mean, it's made me because, think yeah. about it in uh, yeah, a way I haven't before. If I'm being good and cognizant, I'm like, all right, cool. So if you're not the combine, how else would you do it? Right? Which I do not, honestly, have the answer to. Maybe more pro days, maybe more interviews I have no problem with. I, I think that's great. I think test them in like from a media standpoint like how do they hold you know put them mm. in front of you know in, mm. you know in front of a press whatever press conference for 15 minutes how do they answer questions how do they present themselves whatever those are more real tangible you know yeah measures yeah. will be a qualitative of who you're getting and, and what that person is going to do you know 
because I would love to know how they test for leadership. I would love to know how they test for, or do they do what I keep saying they should do with the last four years videos and just talk to their old coaches and their yeah. old teammates? I love you know, that would be that, yeah. Yeah, right sure. so but, if you can do that for that can you why do you need there are other things though like i i think i've mentioned this on the podcast previously about andre Iguodala's book where he says that you know he was a um arizona wildcats coach of the arizona wildcats kind of says to him look stick around in college for another year you stay for another year then you'll be ready and then the guy who's been talking to Iguodala as kind of potential agent and stuff says well, why do you think he's telling you to stay around in college for another year? He's telling you to stay because it benefits him because there's so much mm -hmm. money riding on him getting potentially a national championship. And he thinks with you on the team, he can do that. Can do You're that. actually <clears throat> ready to go and play in the NBA now and actually start making money for yourself. And in the same way, it's, it's beneficial for a coach in college to tell NFL teams, he's a great guy, he's a hard worker, he's all this, because the more people that get drafted from his system, it looks Makes great. Look and better, therefore yeah. more people, you've got better recruiting for the following year. And, and <clears throat> excuse me, it's the kind of torture of the, the business of the sport. And again, you're talking about it being pure. And unfortunately, it's the reason why the draft and the combine are a thing is because not only is it all of this stuff about scouting and everything, it makes loads of money for the NFL, putting yeah. the combine on television because yeah, I, at yeah, universe, yeah. I at university watched like three days of combine and realized this is incredibly boring. Like this <laughs> yeah. is, this really is boring. just weird and I don't get it. Well, I mean, I get it, but also it's not entertainment. And now they have like Colleen Wolf doing stuff on the sideline and they're doing silly milkshakes to try and make it interesting and all that. Yeah, I do yeah. like Colin Wolf. And there are enough that are nerdy of us <laughs> to kind of Different like reason. get drawn into that or like highlights from the combine and <clears> stuff. <throat> and it just creates clicks and money and clicks and money, which benefits everybody up at the top. And yeah. that, that's the other reason why it gets done at the end of the day. It's financially beneficial for the NFL to sell the draft to day one of the draft brought to you yeah. by AT&T. Yeah, yeah. You know? As well, it's kind of like feeding into that, just piggybacking off it as well, Ollie, is that, you know, these scouts, I mean, they need something to do. Like this whole, there's a whole industrial complex behind the scenes for these scouts. But they, they, like, the, scouts, the scouts work year round like they, they, right so uh, fair enough it, it might be their it might be that this is their grandstand moment this is the big stage and the lights and stuff but they, the scouts are working you know so they because you're you are looking for the Wayne Rooney at 16 year old years old you're you are looking but not yeah yeah I I, I completely understand it it's a money maker who's ever watched past the first 10 picks of a and I'm being gracious at 10. Like, I would love to know what the stats are. Once you know what the first pick is, maybe the first two, after that, people are just interested if they have a team in who their team is drafting. No yeah. one's watching. Yeah. And pick, I agree with that pick entirely. 27 yeah. of the two. Of, what? I mean, but people, yeah. but people still care. I mean, they sold out three days of the event in Vegas. You know, they had people on the strip walking up and down singing and celebrating about trading a pick away. I mean, it's just this weird tribalist nature of us dumb yeah. sports fans to, cause again, the NFL knows how to sell it. It's like, um, it's like a mobile phone game. The NFL just mm. knows how to sell their yeah. product so well. They always leave us wanting more. Nobody's ever finished a Super Bowl and gone. That's enough NFL football for me. 
everyone's like, well, what's next? Okay, yeah. we've got what's the combine the coming up. Thing? Right, I can kind of see a little bit of football yeah. then. Oh, the draft. That's potentially exciting because I might have paid attention to some people at the combine. Mini camps is after that. Right, fine. Okay, mini camps. I guess it's practice. Or when's hard knocks coming out? Like, it's just a conveyor yeah. belt of it's content. That, I mean, that's what the NFL is first and foremost. Like, it's not a league. It's a marketing. They're a marketing giant. And that's what they do very, very well. Like, yeah. they'll sell stuff and they'll get people to buy it. That's what, like, they could say, yeah. Anyway, like, so, and I, I applaud them for that because I think it's, it's amazing. Um, and you're right. The draft is that. But it could be anything you know if, if it's not like even um the i've wiped it all from memory the uh guys help me out the game before the super bowl pro bowl the oh champions. yeah champions. pro bowl oh, yeah, that was <laughs> the most the moans and groans are like yeah i've never watched crazy. it i know i don't but even know what it is statistically they sold out that game too yeah i guess i mean yeah Do you know what i mean like that's so, and I, I, again, I, I'm not, this is not me. <laughs> you know, how many of those maybe corporate tickets as well, though? I Listen, mean, that all... stadium was nowhere near full. Nowhere sure. near full. But so there corporate tickets. People like milling in it. No, They're people just, just milling and out like, as they well. Sold it, they they sold it out, but they had 50,000 of those tickets went to Pfizer or something like that. Who was yeah, sponsoring yeah. that year. You know, so, and, and that's, that's why. So, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The NFL draft draws in a hell of a crowd and it's you know very excitable fans most of whose teams naturally natural selection most of whose teams don't win anything so their little wins are oh we've got a better pick than you oh we don't have to go to jags fans like that come on man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uk's team you're uk dukes you might have been in on this come on oh dude i'm uh, cough cough <laughs> okay, so I've I've got a question for you, Kenny, about what you said earlier about the international player pathway and say <clears> about whether we'll get any Hall of Famers out of it because of technique. So, taking MMA as an example, Francis Ngannou, obviously the UFC heavyweight champion, late <clears> to the sport, physical specimen, technique. You could argue of all the sports in the world, that's the most technique based because you have to have work around so many different things to make it work. If you Do knock you a guy that... out, though, Jazz, you don't need no, to no, no, give out your grand Hold on. <laughs> my, my, my point is a bit more nuanced than that. Do you think the right. reason why we may not get a Hall of Fame caliber player in the international pathway is because we don't have the same level of ability to get live action, to train, to learn the techniques you need to learn in live, in live sort of sport as opposed to in practice? Because, of course, when you're sparring with someone, you don't go full pelt, but you're learning the techniques that's working those neural pathways so in the, in the heat of combat, you can do it. it, it, it honestly, I, I would break it down as simple as MMA when you've got one opponent to worry about. So they're, and they're in front of you. Nine times out of 10, and the nine times out of 10, brute strength, power, will win out over great technique. And I, I do mean like, again, if you are just a physically dominant specimen, yeah, you, you you should be okay. You you don't have to learn too much on top of that. So just learn how not to get caught in a hold, look, whatever, knock them out before they can get your ankle, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't really watch. I'm not much of a fight fan. Okay. Um, it's a lover, but, not a hater. Have you not been able to tell? So maybe, yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe the maybe the wrong person asked the question too. But yeah, no, 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 no. no. But I, I think it's a great question because I think if you look at MMA, so if you look at MMA, 
Epe Ibada is, and I'll, I'll come back to him, I think similar in size, comparably, like just not knowing what either of their height and weight are. I would say he's a similar, like to Francis Ngannou, right? Yeah. Similar, right? But Epe's got to learn. If you just start with the difference between a 3-4 and a 4-3 defense, who does what, who's responsible for what, there's there's so much more to learn That's on fair. paper, let alone to come to the technique, because at the end of the day, you could be like, oh, you're the end. Go and get the quarterback. Mm. You know, what happens if they run the ball your way? What happens if they run the ball away from you? What happens if he drops back to pass it and then dumps it over your head in a screen? Like, there's so many different ways, so many different things that could happen in, in any given play, so many different techniques you have to learn for that. I just feel that there's so much more to learn, and that's no disrespect to... I don't want MMA guys coming after me after this. <laughs> that's, that's definitely the last group of people you want no coming after you. So, yeah. so maybe, maybe less... Yeah, so maybe in some ways it's, it's less than... This, Technique may be the wrong word on that one, but maybe learning the, the differences and having to react and having to take away that reaction time. Because, of course, I've said before in this, as soon as you get someone on their heels thinking, well, that player's already gone into space and has beaten you. Yeah, you have, to, you have to be instinctive with it as opposed to right. thinking. So the, and the, the natural, whoever it is, and I, I don't mean to, I'm not hammering the international path, player pathway, guys, but the natural way to do that is to simplify then what you're asking them to do. Yeah. which is its own kind of... Like maybe just run like, a 40 yard dash, own tell, jump up yeah. and down, do a bench no, press, no, no, real no, simple no, stuff, no. you know? <laughs> because that player still has to go into the game and the, the IPP guys have yeah. had so much to learn, you know? Well, so if you um, pass rush in the end, if you have them in the game, you're telling the other, the other coordinator, okay, we're going to be sending the jets around the side here. So, okay, well, we're going to let them come round and we'll just find a little lane there and we'll be free. Right, and you yeah. can go back and watch, and I hope everyone won't mind me saying this, Go back and watch his early tapes where, like, runs are going inside and, you know, it, it, it's just... Yeah. It, 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 there's clearly a lot. But, again, having said that, though, he's taken the three, four years. He's learned a lot. And you can see the the transformation in his play. And I love the fact that he's gone back um, with coach Ron Rivera, who mm. he was with at the Panthers. I'm very excited to see how that, you know, works for him. But the other side of that is the four years it's taken him to learn and to get to where he's a regular standout player are years taken away from potentially building that Hall of Fame career. Yeah, that's fair. You know, so well, it seemed... I, I would hate, and I'm going to say this now, I would hate for them to create some sort of B-League Hall of Fame for international play. I would, because yeah. I, I don't think, I think that waters down the... That's like True a participation trophy. Legitimacy of it, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, which I, cool. I, you know. But, but this was the thing that when Phoebe came on, you know, I asked her and whenever I've spoken to Phoebe, I kind of spoken to her a fair bit about Christian Wade and, you know, his development in Buffalo. And it's always the case of he is the physical specimen that just can't, like he's trying to turn a thought process into an instinctive reaction. And that's really difficult yeah. to do when you're learning something new or you're not, you haven't been doing so it anyway, the- so... On a few levels, that applies to all our conversations this evening. First of all, your receivers that that know how the plays work, but don't do it in, instinctively, intrinsically, the, the art form I was talking about, there's that element. But there's also, I need to remember it now, uh, there's also, when we talk about the combine, physical yep. specimens who, can not, who don't necessarily translate that into gameplay game and game speed, you know, et cetera. And there is 
I don't know if, if enough is emphasis put on it. These players have to are expected to know so much like that. Yeah, I, I, when I say like that, like you have to see stuff and know that the, and the guys that are coming at you, they will run four fours, four threes. They're reacting. They've seen the plays. They've done their homework. They've, you know, yeah. been in classroom, et cetera. So it, 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 it's, it's tough. And, that, you know, Christian Wade is, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen him in real life, like you've seen him run and move and stuff. I'm like, surely just, just give him the ball. Like he'll make stuff happen. Like he did do on that play that was filmed, you know, Pre-season, yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. In, yeah, a, in a game, it's it's very different. Honestly, in the, when you're in the game, it's it's so different. And unfortunately, all it will come out as is, ah, oh, such and such misses a block again. That was such and such a responsibility. You get two or three of those in a game, and then it becomes real hard to shake off, even for the guys that know what they're doing. For those who are only listening, I just did the the, the comments, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. Well, I guess you've brought a new element to my reasons to not get into the draft thing because my thing is it's all just pure luck anyway. They're just making picks off whatever and there's so many, as we kind of touched on, intangibles that can affect a player's career path and somebody going first round, first picks, nowhere near a guarantee. Now you're just making me feel really bad about it as well with this meat market analysis of it, man. So thanks for that. (laughs) Um, Anytime. By the way, I'm how just was to make you think? That's all it is. How was? Uh, how was? Did you express any of these to? Was it Prince Charles you were with? This oh one? wow! Yeah, man, man, Charlie. I like to call him on first name basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> um, no, met Prince Charles, his royal highness, yesterday. Um, just briefly. So we do a lot of work with a an amazing charity called Big Kid Foundation, um, right here in London. They've been really good at taking on and championing flag football especially for the kids as and you know they made it something that they offer to their kids that you know come to their it's, it's basically a, a really big cool youth club type deal um and yeah so we just got this invitation and it's just like oh we've got a royal vip coming and i was like royal vips oh <laughs> hope it's not Prince andrew <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, no, just Andrew. He's exactly. Not a prince He's not a prince sorry. I knew it wasn't yeah. I knew it wasn't, not him. Andrew. I knew it wasn't him. Yeah. And inviting him to a, a big kid foundation might be a, a problem. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> awkward. So I don't know. I, I just, I said inviting him to, the, I said the name of the charity. That's all I said there, guys. There's yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing yeah, yeah. wrong. Um, I was like, oh, the Queen, mm, Charles and Camilla, mm, William and Kate, and but that's all the royals I know. Do you know any? I don't know any other. Beatrice. If I had Beatrice and Eugenie, or uh, yeah. what's the what's the other son? The other one, Prince uh, uh, Harry. That's the no, other one. Yeah, that, that's an American. No, he's, he's not. Yeah. He's not. No, the, Marie, the, the, the brother of Andrew and Charles. Yeah, well, there's another one. Yeah, there yeah, is. Yeah, there's another one. Queen Latifah. Edward. Edward. Prince Edward. Edward. That's it. Edward. Yeah. Well, I've got to do more research. Anyway, so I think it'd be one of those. Um, no, but it was really cool. And this this was an event in in like in the heart of Brixton, which I was surprised about that it was him that came. Um, very spot soft spoken individual. Um, he asked about um, kind of how I got into American football. I told him it was at university um, many many years ago. 
And he said, oh, so you play now to keep fit? And I was like, yeah, can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he kind of just said, he, he made a joke. Uh, he, he, um, do you know what? I think in his quiet time, he's probably quite a really funny dude because then he made a joke about uh, there was a there was a nice Caribbean uh, kind of setup van there or whatever, and he said, "Oh, the problems when you know the food comes around and you, you get stuck into that." But the thing that made me really <laughs> chuckle was they were trying to like they were trying to like usher him on, and he, he stayed to laugh at his own joke, which I really appreciated. <laughs> oh. he, he really enjoyed it. You know, the, the finger went up to the nose, and he chuckled, but in a very British royal chuckle way. Really enjoyed the laugh, and he was like, "Oh, well, nice to meet you." Then he moved on. So, but he was cool, nice and easy. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure he's done tons of those meet and greets. And it's probably not his first time. Hmm. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Good promotion for the charity, there. Yeah, really. amazing, amazing. And, and uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that because we do, honestly like we need. Well, so I grew up in a, in a youth club myself, and I say in a youth club. I spent lots of time. At, it was a church based based youth youth club back then, but it just gave something to do where I knew people there and I wasn't, you know, not that Mother Dearest would ever let me out on the streets anyway, but it was a, a, a productive use of, of my time. So, but a lot of them have gone away because of funding cuts and stuff. And we just need more of them because, you know, I, I some of these kids that we work with and some of the, I walked past the secondary school, one secondary school in particular, close to me here. And I'm like at least half of the kids, boys and girls, are like six two, six three. Oh wow! I'm like, someone should perhaps. Hey Rivera, I got a, I got a little scouting mission. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two or three maybe, you know. And then you, you see them run around. They might not know what football is, but they're playing basketball. They're running around. They're mm -hmm. jumping, you know. Yeah, they're, I think there's a ton of talent. I, I the, the the just to pull the IPP the international player pathway back in, I think they need to try and be find they need to try to find or something needs to be set up, might be what we're working on. Something needs to be set up to try and find kids earlier, boys and girls. More, and more scholarships and stuff to yeah. like even and... potentially earlier than that to get them ready for those scholarships. Because yeah, I yeah, think yeah. sometimes, you know, a lot of kids, the NFL Academy set up, but even that. Is, is too late you're you're you know you're, you're finding these kids that they finish secondary school so they've got two years to get them college ready mm. yeah, yeah but even in those two years they probably lose one year of eligibility and so on you know it, it's it's tough it's tough you, you need to be finding 13 14 year olds have a number of years with them work train whatever and you'll lose some in that in that journey you'll find some great ones i think and then then i think that's where the hall of famers will come from yeah. So UK UK Dukes sets up the youth scheme, and then we have Whitney representative to the international players. Nice. After they go through Rich Wurzel up at Akron and his Pick college up, coaching yeah. system. Yeah, and we've got the podcast to promote them and uh, yeah, get, get them, them comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get them handling got really intense questions from the media, yeah. like Scotch eggs and Jones or Evans. You know, the real yeah. big, Jones, big talking really points. important things. <laughs> Jones or Evans. Really important. UK Dukes get thirty three percent. That's all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that broke up we didn't quite catch oh, that three percent okay, we got you three percent is fine yeah the, yeah let so me good. type it in the chat so we we can all read it clear <laughs> ah, 
Dude, thanks so much for giving us some time this evening, man. Um, Amazing. No, thanks for having me, guys. Dude, you, yeah, one, of, on one of the best quality. people to get to know during the Super Bowl trip. And uh, yeah, look the forward to The insights have been around. great as well, by the way. I, I loved all the takes you had on everything. It was really good to have a, a proper in-depth conversation about some of those topics. No, appreciate it. There's more where that came from. Let me know when you're talking about, oh, wait till the season pre-season oh my gosh that's for another time when when that comes around give me another shot we'll talk about what a mess that is like bro. <laughs> oh yeah I'm, I'm fully on board that one i'm not gonna argue either and we actually need to talk about what you guys are gonna do at uk dukes as well because i remember chatting with you in the states about it and you were like we're still working out the way to go but it's um it's a great twitter yeah. feed that, and uh social media feed on instagram as well that people need to need to get on uk dukes you can watch kenny watching and following phoebe Schechter's path basically around most of uh, it's funny that's the that's the harshest thing you've ever said to me wow uh, it's it's said purely with love it's said purely well, with no, love, i'll worry. take that and i did you know i was very kind i didn't say anything about you know rat holes on the eagles pitch or anything like that i, was, I, was, I kept it, kept it you know, pc sweet yeah anyway, anyway.